I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing the NRL tour. Finally, the origin affected period is over, Boxhead. It's the last games we will Lord. see. Thank the Lord. With people backing up or injured or busted or underdone. I love origin, but God, I hate the comp while origin's on. I, I get the one narrative, and I've agreed with it in the past that you know you do get to see some guys that may not get some game time or push their way in and get a chance to play. Yeah. There are some games that do end up being half decent, but there are some absolute Barney games that are just. Horrible. Not unwatchable, but you just, yeah, there's some trash games during this period. <laughs> so, easy way to sum it up. But while we're there, hold on, just, mm. yeah, swig a beer for the working man. Cheers, mm. mate. Cheers, mate. Mm. Mm. Tasty. Yeah, it's not bad. Not I've, bad. I've had better. I've had better, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's doable. So, story there, we bought some Yank beer from a shop. Won't name the shop because it's been good in the past, but they sent the wrong beer. So, giving this one a try, it's it's okay. It's yeah, it's, it's not okay. grouse, but it, yeah, it, it'll do the job. It'll do. I could have a few of these. That'll do. It's easy on the tongue. Mm. It's not terrible. But let's jump in. Thanks to bluebet.com.au. If you can have a bet with anyone, do it with the true blue bookie. And uh, fan questions are back this week. Yeah. Few people messaged and said, uh, "By popular demand, don't do them anymore." It's not that we don't do them, but we're not recording at six thirty, seven o'clock like we used to, and there's kids and work and a lot more factors. So that's right. Generally, we record a lot later than what we used to. Sometimes, like I said, we're sitting here most of the time until midnight or after, or thereabouts. Correct. So, uh, with that being done, we no longer sit here answering questions for an hour every single week like we did previously. Mm. So we still try to chuck in a bit more when we do. Obviously, the reviews and. You know, talking about topics, tips, preview, like we obviously try to still cover a whole hell of a lot and like to think we answer a lot of the questions you'd ask anyway. But yeah. we understand there are some underlying things or some burning questions sometimes that people have that they want to get off their chest and you used to be able to do it more regularly, but here we are. We will do it a few more times before the year's out also. So with that, set of six, we'll get the flick. Most of what is there to be talked about will be talked about in the reviews of the games from the weekend anyway. Yeah. Um, so that'll just sort of absorb into that and then we'll finish off with the fan questions to allow a little bit more time uh, for some of those to get in because I only posted up about two hours ago. But to start off with then, on that note, let's do the power rankings. Thanks to the Penrith Solar Centre. There is no one better for you, your family, and your back pocket for quality solar solutions. They can help you tackle those today. PenrithSolar.com.au or give them a buzz, 820 2930 And out of this origin period, Brock, number one for me, it's still the Penny Panthers. Yeah, me too. They went four and five. Like I looked at all the draws today of who had buyers or who played mm-hmm. during this period and they're eight of their last nine. So good form for a team that obviously 
had a heavy representation at the World Cup. Started a bit yeah. slow. Big origin representation and missing Nathan again. They haven't missed a beat. No, true. Number two, uh, I've got the Broncos. They went five and six during this period. Again, heavy representation. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I've got Souths. Yep. And I know a lot of people like through the origin period. It's hurt them. Yep. Yeah, but look, I, I still think they're the second best team. Yeah. Uh, and I've got the Broncos at three. And I'm vice versa. I've got Souths at three. I'm of the opinion of you. I think they're probably a better team. But at this moment, injuries, form, who's been missing, and then the heavy representation, losses to the Dragons, the Dogs, they went two and five during this period. They were the ones that really got hurt because they had injuries along with origin players. Yeah. So they're two losses that certainly wouldn't have happened. Uh, no. If the origin period wasn't around, I'd be pretty certain of that. Uh, at four, I've got the Storm. Yeah, me too. Uh, they were four and six during this period. They went crash up, but they've navigated it. They've had two key spine players there. Still not sure what's going to happen with Pappenhaus, and, and guys have just done their job. It's been unimpressive at times, but they're winning. So, yeah, agree. Um, they're there or thereabout. Five, I've got the Warriors. Yeah, me too. Five and seven. The, two, the thing that killed them, and I'm glad they made up for it on the weekend, but two big games in New Zealand, they let themselves down. They had the Broncos short. Yeah. And they didn't take advantage. They could have won that late. They had a loud late. Yeah, it was in that sort of torrential weather, which... Yeah, they got smacked. I'll give South. them a little of a pass there, but I didn't expect South to do what they did to them. Mm. Um, and then on the weekend, Sharks went over there and they absolutely lapped them in New Zealand. So it was good to see them beat a, they did. They a team. Uh, but yeah, they've, they've gone five and seven, navigated this period well. Six, I've got the Raiders. Six, I've got the Cowboys. That's fair enough. Uh, Raiders five and six during this period and again those couple of retirements we spoke about getting Jack back I know Papa missed half of those games yeah. but they were pretty much unaffected like Hudson played limited minutes in two games backed up Red played limited minutes missed that one game against the Dragons so good period for them Cowboys yeah, I got the Raiders at seven mm, Cowboys I had at seven and yeah they went five and six and had a huge representation so this period sort of did the opposite for them mm. um, on top of that I still do Declare, like I said at the start, they had a rough start with injuries and form, but um, five and six rolled Penrith. They rolled the Storm. They rolled South. Mainly Tigers in there to bump up, you know, get a win and some huge for and against boost and flip around that other result. It's, it's put them in really good stead. Yeah. Uh, and the last one for me is the Eels. Yeah, me too. And I left the Sharks out for a few weeks and a few people were angry with me and the result on the weekend is one of the reasons, again, why. Because you look at their origin period, uh, Broncos, they had them on the backup short turnaround at Cronulla, lost. They had Melbourne, got pounded. They beat the Dogs, Tigers, and Dragons, as you'd expect. But again, a bit of false form. We run up there for and against again. And then they roll into New Zealand, who are unaffected, similar to them, basically, bar Nico's 10 minutes to the whole period, another top eight clash, and they got pumped again on the weekend. Hmm. So it's yeah. genuinely worrying signs on what I talked about before. The test was coming. They failed this one, and... I fear a little bit. Like this weekend, they've got Manly, but after that, I'm pretty sure they've got like Panthers, Souths, all those teams on the up heading towards finals. They're in a real spot now where these sort of losses, as well as the ones early in the year, blowing that massive lead against the Warriors, losing to the Dolphins, which no one expected, those sort of games could be the difference between them being in the eight full stop. That's right, yeah. Because um, like we said, the Cowboys are going good. I know we don't like to look at the draw, but I'm going to be honest. I've looked at the Raiders' draw. It's pretty soft. Um, so the couple of teams that are sort of around them or above them, I don't really see many of them falling out. So for them, I think they're probably a little bit vulnerable like Parramatta at the moment. And Parramatta's, I think, is more down to health and then some issues that have been inflicted on themselves. Like Regan Campbell-Gillard suspension. Dylan Brown's obviously off-field sort of situation. 
their woes have sort of been twofold. Yeah, with, when I was doing the, having a look at the power rankings, I was like, I just think they're the best roster. Who? Para. Like when I was comparing rosters. Yeah. Well, for number Regan's eight. going to miss a month now. Mm, that's going to hurt him. And Brown is got a tough draw. Yeah, and Brown's not back for... Well, this is sort of the year where I, I'll buy in a little bit to the draw. I'll go, okay, yeah. Because you know sort of what form is. But I also think the last two or three weeks, you almost throw the draw out the window because you get some teams who just quit and you yeah. get other teams who get the fuck you mentality. And it's really hard to to know how teams are going to respond late in the year. Well, Parra, a whole heap of huge things. clash this weekend against yeah, the Cowboys. Go in, through their draw. They've got Cowboys this week. In North Queensland. Into the Storm. Melbourne in Melbourne. Yeah. Then they get the Dragons. That's when Dylan Brown comes back. They should win that game. So that's one. But again, like, like Brisbane. Who's to say the Dragons won't come out and just throw the footy around? No. Brisbane in Brisbane on a short turnaround. So that's a Sunday to Friday. Yeah. So that's And then they play, easy. yeah, Roosters. I think... No offense to the Roosters, I think they've shut up shop. But, well, yeah, but if that if that comes and as a of, so let's say they get two, so what's that put them on twelve? Two wins. Yeah, so that puts them on twelve, and I think them and the yeah. Sharks are the ones most vulnerable. So if we now look at the Sharks, and I think their Parramatta have got a significant advantage in that they've got the buy last, they've got the buy last round. Yeah, so if, going if to you're going to be a top eight team and you get the buy last round, that's a massive advantage. Sharks have got Manly, that's winnable, um, but it's no guarantee the way they're playing. They got Penrith and South to follow that. I'd put them down for losses at both. And well, then, that, that this weekend's game for Cronulla, like it feels like a bit of an all-in after the changes that he's I, made. I think it has to be. And then after that, the Titans is no gimme. Like you guys are hot and cold, but they, you know, they find ways. Then they've got the Cowboys into the Knights. Knights so, away, and, and the Knights are in that sort of mode that I think you're talking about, where they're. Finishing the year strong. They, are, yeah. they flipped a few things. O'Brien wants to keep his job. They're probably one of the ones I'm looking at going, they look like they're going to play to the end. And then the Raiders at home. So I'm looking at them going, there's probably only two there that I'd be confident in. Yeah. And I, I can't even be confident in that. This could be a real start of a slide for them. Could be, yeah. So There's always one team who slides. Last year it was Brisbane. And this year, like the form at the moment suggests that it's going to be Cronulla. And we had a chat before while we were having tea um, about like the Cowboys... Hopefully, don't go into the Roosters bag where they get help. They didn't get healthy, but they got some players back. They got on a run late. They went seven of eight, and then they sort of gassed out at the end there. I don't know if that'll be the case here. But oh, look, I, I, I think the Cowboys. They got yeah. They they look like the team to me who are gonna make the run and then run out of gas. They're, they're I draw, hope not because they're an unreal team, man. Mate, their draw the next few weeks really solidifies their spot if they're in. Power is a direct effect result. Titans are one that they should beat if they're serious, but they're not easy. Mm. Um, then they get Brisbane and Cronulla after that buy. So they're going to have a couple that are directly going to affect where they end up in the eight. And they finish with the Dolphins, which should I be... I could confidently pick them to beat every team in the comp at the moment. The I Cowboys. could too, honestly. I think... Like on... on full s- health? At, at certain... With certain conditions. Like probably Penrith is the only team I'd go... I think Penrith... At home. Better defensively. Yeah, Penrith, at, Penrith at Penrith, I'd go nut. But I reckon every other team, I'd almost pick Cowboys to beat them home or away. I will say one thing for them, though. Healthy now, compared to the start of the year, and finding Kulakefu, Tamalolo back in, Neem, etc., I think they may have the best all-round pack and bench Yeah, when it's full strength. Man, they could find a back row. Like, they're using him more as a middle at the moment, but they could find a back row. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just what Origin sort of did again to light a bit of a fire into them and... Yeah, like I thought Chad was horrible to start the year. I thought Drinkwater and Robson, these guys were still going all right. But now that everyone's sort of got on board, like Drinkwater's just 
elevated. Robson's been really, really good. Dearden's just... I know I've said it every week and people probably get sick of hearing it. Like, he is just tough. Yeah. He's a quality player, but it's the small stuff for me looking at him. And the reason why I was so filthy that the Broncos quit on him because the, the things he's got, you can't teach. They're the qualities you look at a lot of guys and just go, fuck, if only you were resilient and tough and good defensively and just there all the time. He's just ticks all those little boxes that you can't you can't teach somebody. They have to have that built in them. Um, yeah. He was good again on the weekend, but oh yeah, I think it's going to be a good run home. And there's a lot of crossover, I think, which is good within this eight. So I know it sort of looks like now, I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying I think there's nine teams left in contention. The Dolphins are on eight wins. They're two out. I can't see the Dolphins getting in. No, and the team's on seven, and even the two seven and one teams in Newcastle are manly. Like, like you're almost going to have to go five of six, roughly. Yeah. Or five of seven if you've got the game in hand, which I, I just can't say it. I really can't. Mm-hmm. So even within that nine teams, we still have lots of movement. Like, Brisbane are, are clear at the moment, but, you know, there'll be movement there whether they get a home final still. There's chances for all those teams to still make the top four, depending on how they play. They cross over. One another, like we spoke about, so... Week to week, we're going to be sitting there going, all right, they're in for a home final. They're not. They're getting two bites of the cherry. They're not. There's going to be a real good back and forth. Yeah, and, and as long as those teams are, you know, quality and we get to the finals and hopefully the matchups are really, really good, uh, that's all you can ask for. We're going to be camera. So I'm really happy with the way things have played out. Yeah, me too. It's been good. So yeah, there you go. Power rankings. Thank you to the Penrith Solar Center. Jake and the team there. Go see them. 138 Bat Street in Penrith. Let's jump in, do the reviews of the games from the weekend <clears throat> and any talking points sort of around some of these teams. The first one, Newcastle, Tigers, 34-18. Let's be honest, I think Tim Cheens pretty much summed it up uh, when he said if they didn't have Jareen Buller playing for him, they probably would have got beaten by 40 or 50 because he was quality and it's pretty sad when a rookie's the one who's really leading the way or the one fighting for you. He saved multiple tries. Some of the efforts he had at the back there in cleanup were absolutely outstanding. RP was very competitive, as you'd expect, on his return. Bateman, who came out and said afterwards about, you know, player meetings and addressing some of the things with the players and that he hates losing. And they said, what have you learnt most from this year? And he's got words where I hate fucking losing. Mm. So for them right now, unfortunately, yeah, it seems like only a few guys are really driving the bus. But funnily enough, I think Newcastle, to their own detriment, gave the Tigers windows into this game. Yeah, they did. I thought the first try they were hard done by. I thought that was a try. Yeah, me I have too. no idea yeah. how you call that knock on confidently when it was sent up as a try and overturn it. Yeah. <clears throat> Apologies, but um, yeah, that, that was sort of strange. They had started red hot and then flipped the field. And after that, it was just basically Ponga having a field day. Anytime yeah. Ponga got down, particularly that left-hand side, um, they skinned him three on two, got best there, like with a two-man overlap. Uh, then they flipped back to the right. Dom Young had a clean run to the corner. They basically had their way with their edges. Uh, but, yeah, they gave them a couple of opportunities back into the game. But you look at it, again, realistically, even with that sin bin period, they get there, 22-18, you sit there going, here's their chance, they can see. Hmm. It's Ponga, ball on the ground, three or four guys stand around him, he still skips his way and burrows over the try line. And you look at that and you're like, well, that pretty much just sums up everything. Yeah. Um, but for the Tigers, 63%, 50-plus misses. And they, they had, you know, like the amount of line breaks against them and just... Only that sort of handful that I'm talking about that really look like they're there for it. So, I don't know. But I guess for Newcastle, good timing. Like, O'Brien came out and was very vocal, obviously, about the situation. I read in that paper that day, we were talking when we were driving into Manly about 
their hiring since Phil Gardner and the West Group took over. They've had 43 staff changes in like a couple of years. Yeah, that's... Like in all levels, recruitment, mats, ball, cup, assistance. Like that's ridiculous. It's alarming. That's no stability whatsoever. Mm. Um, so, you know, they, they were fairly open. But I think, again, if the players do care and they spoke like they would, you've got to get results. And to be honest and fair on the flip side of that, they've played the Dogs and the Tigers since. Mm. So 66 zip, good win here. Bit of confidence out of origin for guys like Bess, Safidi, like Frizz was playing well. Pong is playing well, being back at one where he probably should have been from the start. So I don't know, but their, their draw on the way home is a bit split. They've got a few hard games, a few okay games. If they can get to, say, 10 wins and finish the year well, I've, you know, I think for Newcastle, it's the situation of do we blow it up again? Or do yeah, we do, you know? I'll, I'll look at that and go, well, I want to be Adam O'Brien. Because I think, I think they're probably going to lean towards pulling the trigger. That that's what my gut tells me, but uh, I'm not sure that that's the way they'll go. I guess it depends on how they finish, but I think it's unlikely they're going to play finals footy. No, they're not playing finals. <clears throat> so the decision's going to have to be from the club: is do we give him another year to last year's contract, or do we move on? And with what's coming in, yeah, and what's going out, I think I know Young's going. There's out. a bit of chat about Justin Holbrook. Bit of chat about Matt McGuire. Yeah. Uh, I know sure. Fitzgibbon's going. Dom Young going. Uh, we know they've got Dane there as a backer option. They've got a couple of good kids. Well, Thomas Kent. for next year. So. Oren Keeley. Um, they're bringing over Kai Paul Pierce. He's more of a backer originally or a center. Mm. Will Price has played fullback, halves. And even that conundrum, like we said at the start, I just found their recruitment a bit weird. Yeah. You bought Miller to be fullback on good money. He's now playing cup. Ponga was going to move to six. He's now back playing one, and Will Price was coming over thinking he was going to be playing one. They've got a lot of good ones there. So it's a lot of good ones. It's there. a bit like we talk about rostered um, structure. They like even look at their utility type guys this year. Kurt Mann, Simi Sasungi. You like you kind of go through and go. They've got five sort of guys that are like center That'd half, same, yeah. lock type players. Like what, what are you doing? Um, so yeah, it's an odd one. But I look at them and go, well, who are the options? Were they firing for Holbrook? They talked about Morris. They talked about Mary McGregor. They talked about Madge. Like, for them, you'd want to have something in place pretty soon, I think, if that's the way you're going to go. Yeah. To have a bit, a bit more transition time heading into this offseason. I'm not saying you sack him now, but I'd want a decision made pretty soon, even if you kept that under wraps. Mm. But who knows what way that goes. The Tigers, um, we, talk, we talk about the Tigers too much. Everyone does, but I'll just leave it at this. The fact that after that good six-week period when you finally thought, hey, maybe things are on the up, all we've heard since is Benji, Sheen's club problems again, Fulton versus Benji, he wants Schuster, he wants Cogger, they want Caesar, they won't talk to each other, crisis meeting, won't go on the same route. Like, the place is just a never-ending cycle. And Hadjie Pantelis had to get on the front foot this was week. He was and, a firefighter yesterday, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on the radio, he was on two TV shows, he was on 100% footy. Um, speaks very well. He was trying to put fires out everywhere. Well, I'm just like, man. <clears throat> I don't envy his job. Nah. The people that argue that he's created some of it, maybe, but yeah. He fronts up though, Lee Hudgepintelis. The, the real question here, and I, I've been asked by a lot of people that are Tigers fans is, how does this end? Well, I don't know. But well, I, if it keeps going down this path, they're not all going to be there. Benji, someone's, someone's going to go. Because yeah, the way it's going right now, it, it could be... Because if the, you know, Hadjim Tellers kept saying the relationship is professional, if the mm. relationship is professional, things wouldn't be leaking. Because mm. it so. feels like a bit of a power struggle at the moment. 
yeah, well, people are getting anything out they can through other managers and yeah. this, that, and the other, and deals, and there's no confidence in these few managers and any players going there. And then there was allegations thrown out yesterday that Benji's got a you know a stake in a management company, and that's sort of plate. Like there was a lot of heavy stuff flying around. Yeah, and we're like far out. This has gone further than a slinger match right now. Hmm. Um, and for them, if they refuse to meet in the same room, whether that's true or not, we don't know. But I would have been like, honestly, both of you get the fuck in here. Let's sit down and hash this out right now. Sure. Can this be? Dealt with or not? Like, are we going in the same direction or not? Because if for them, I know we said it's almost laughable that it's a five-year plan, but if the independent recruitment decision, Sheen's, Benji, like if it's all not going to work and everyone's just pulling their own ship, that might be the unfortunate situation here where they might have to fucking nuke it again. Yeah. But they can't just go on this way with all this volatility constantly looking over your shoulder and having everyone pulling in different directions. The whole point of what they were doing here was to build and head in one direction. The only thing that seems to be heading in one direction is development pathways and all that sort of stuff where they're upgrading these kids. They've negotiated with a lot of those guys that we spoke about from SG Ball, a couple that have just made Australian schoolboys and they got three or four in and they're really pushing that bandwagon, which is great. But at the end of the day, the cold hard reality here for them will be another generation of a Tedesco, Moses, Woods, etc. in a few years if this shit show continues, these guys get brought into a terrible team with instability, constant coaching changes, news and looking over their shoulders and only talking about things off the field and they'll all end up at good clubs. That's what'll happen. Yeah. So for that reason alone, they need to sort this shit out. Yeah. That's the big thing. So I just want to stop right there. Yeah, we, we've covered it all. Well, we've talked about it a million times. I'm yeah, getting fucking sick of talking about it. But it's just like, bring all these fuckers into a room, honestly, and just board all, like everyone just needs to be accountable and sit down and go, all right, what's the issue? Yeah. This is your job. This is your job. This is it. Board signs off on this. Recruitment panel signs off that. Like you've got primary say. Coaches got like if we can't work together, well, fucking, we need to do something else. Correct. If it's twelve months in, well, again, like we said, cut the fat. It seems laughable, but if it's that volatile between all of them, everyone fucking get out. Yeah, exactly. Everyone fuck off. Let's start again. And if that means you have to go out and again consider a whole, like, I don't know, or you know, the magic thing's a mistake. Obviously, that's gone. Or who's willing to consider them? I don't know. Mm. So they fucking look at a rookie like Morris. I don't know. But if he's nicer and he can get guys in, everyone can pull in the same direction. Or work get, like They just need stability. Stability and clear direction by everybody. Because it always seems like everyone there's got an agenda or factions and are pulling their own weight and that the board just sits sort of above it and is constantly trying to put fires out. And they've contributed to it a little bit as well, the CEO, et cetera, everything we sort of hear. But <sighs> it's just a constant fucking power shuffle over there and it needs to stop. So... Leave that one behind. Move on. Broncos, Dogs, 44-24. Disappointing by the Bulldogs in the sense that Belmore, big day, sold out crowd, and you're not going to get the Broncos at a better time. No Reeky, no yeah, Flegler, no. no Oates, no Haas, no Walsh, you know, Carrigan, Cobbo on reflection. I didn't see the game live, then I watched it afterwards. That wasn't an elbow. It was a fen that sort of went wrong, and it was actually a knee when he sort of fell over the top of him that got him on the way down, hence not being charged after the fact. Yeah. Doesn't end up impacting the result, but um, for the way they sort of started, I thought, okay, dogs, good chance here, and they might be on. But again, the defense from them and some of the misses for the tries was just horrendous. Like the pair career is just literally shifting from an edge where there wasn't even really a quick ruck, and they find themselves a bit too tight. And on the open, there's holes there. Yeah. Reynolds backs him up. The Cape War one's just a straight up one on one miss on a loaded short side. Um, like, yeah. And but then on the flip, you see some some of the positives with their attack, which has been struggling. Sexton again has a couple of good moments, chiming in. Uh, Avarello certainly makes a difference, I think. Big difference when he's playing yeah. fullback. But 
even like the Pango, I think we've talked about a million times. I feel like that's another one we spoke about. He goes from providing a great offload to start the first try where they have multiple good passing plays to off the kickoff throw one in his ass that puts a player under pressure, gives the ball away, and then Walters just jumps out from dummy half. Then two seconds later, he skittles fucking Billy Walters and throws an absolute corker back to Sexton on the back up to score. But the difference between his best and worst, as we've said this whole time, is the reason why you look at some guys and they just keep getting paid on their potential. I'm not saying he wouldn't. He'd still get paid good money, but not to the extent that he's been paid for an extended period of time. No. Um, but yeah, I, I guess for them, yeah, it's uh, a, a disappointing result when you end up getting beat by 20 by a team missing the majority of their quality players. And we're also, I'm forgetting Walsh was suspended. So, I don't know what to say. Like The Bulldogs got jumped in New South Wales Cup. They got jumped in NRL. Their defence is actually getting worse. That's that's the alarming part of it. Uh, they they would have been bitterly disappointed with that result at Belmore on a day where they were trying to send uh, Reynolds off. Mm. And the fact, like you said, that Brisbane, they had a few holes in their boat. But, yeah, they just... I don't, I don't think attack's not the issue for Canterbury. Like they, well, especially that reshuffle seems to have certainly yeah, they, a little bit there. They're pretty potent offensively, but defensively, but, yeah. they just leak like Some a of it was so simple, though. Like, to just, like I said, long side shift when it's not even off a quick play of the ball where they've sort of been punched or compressed and go, okay, we've got space to work to. Like, it's just, oh, yeah, two pass. And Reynolds just looks and goes, look at that gap. Yeah. Just hit Pierre Kura, who drives the fucking bus through it and tips it back on the inside. Or the Cape Ball miss where it's like, really? Walters from dummy half, like Xavier Wilson on that double effort. They had like a crash play and then a front row was in their dummy half on last play just literally burrows over. Don't get me wrong, there were some quality players there. Like some of those kicks from Reynolds down the right-hand side, the two tries they got off kicks were brilliant. Yeah. The one he dropped on Cobo's head was an absolute dime. Um, but yeah, I, I will give them a wrap on probably the point you're making. The collective effort of sort of their pack and those veterans was really good. Like yeah. Jensen, Tuppel, like Palace has had limited time because they know he's leaving, which is fair enough. Um, but I thought those guys did a good job. And then what you want to see when people are out is people have their better games. Like Sailor proved why they brought him back and why he's developing well. That pass he threw on that nice shift play, like he doesn't probably have the speed of Walsh, but he's certainly got some good skills. He's got a good kicking game, good passing game. He has those extra attributes to probably make up for power and speed. Um, he had some quality touches. Walters played one of his better games as well. Um, so I just thought it was a good all-round effort from them as a whole. Interesting to see that move to get Cobbo into the middle for a bit. Yeah, it is interesting. Because I sort of looked at that and thought, well, when Walsh is back, I don't quite know how that works. And I, I guess if you're going to do that, how long are you going to do it for? And just not getting yourself uh, caught out, I guess, on your edges. Yeah. If you're going to somehow shuffle and ice, put him in the middle, or how that sort of sits with who you're shuffling out. I, yeah. I'm, I'm all for getting more ball than just letting him sit on the wing. But just, yeah, how often you do it and how you plan to use him against the Bulldogs is one thing. Mm. Uh, against better opposition. It might be a different story, but... Um, well, it will be once they get all their troops back. Yeah, in terms of any talking points around, around these clubs, I think most of the noise has sort of died down a little bit this week after all the chat last week about the Bulldogs and Pubgate and Buzz going after Gus. So that sort of died off. Probably the one thing that has amped up a little bit, but more on the quiet, um, is all the talk about Payne Haas, who's officially put himself on the market. Yeah, They're not going to accept any offers right now. They're going to wait until November 1 so they can talk to a lot of people. And the mail is strong out of there uh, due to his faith and connections there and a couple of friends, etc. that the Bulldogs are very, very heavy and high on Payne. Well, yeah, without doubt. 
they're going to go hard for Fafita, Tino, Haas. Well, I think try and land one of them. If Thompson's going out the door on the paycheck, he's sort of on. And Pungai's off in a year on massive coin. Like, that's almost $1.6 million there. Yeah. I'd much rather... Like, I know... The, we, we know the cap's gone up, but if we're saying eight eight fifty was sort of tap, top of the cap there and we're almost up $3 million, and you're going to have a million-dollar prop, I'd happily invest a million dollars in him. Mm. But if he wants... One, two, one, three, something ridiculous, ratchet clauses, other things, and treat like, you know, if it's absolutely laced with everything else that could destroy you, I'd say no. It'd yeah. have to be just a straight up, this is top dollar, four or five years, this is where we're at. Yeah. But that'll be interesting when it plays out the way it does. Um, but yeah, for them, like I said, there was a fair bit going on last week. Things were a little bit quieter this week, but there's a lot of mail around that, but that's been discussed for all, which doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And there'll be plenty of others that are interested. But for Brisbane... At the end of the day, I think for them, they'll make a reasonable offer. And if it's not accepted, I think they've got the one thing back on track that needed to be after a few years, which is their production line and their pathway. If he goes, I'm not, not saying it's not a huge loss. It is. But if you've got Carrigan, if you've got Willison, Pierre Crew, and these guys sort of getting their opportunities now, and you're going, okay, this is why they've kept these guys, and there's more of them sort of coming through, you have to sort of take the Penrith model on certain things. There's yeah. only a certain price you can pay if you're a development club. Yep. Not everyone can get paid a squillion dollars. If you're going to pay Walsh, if you're going to pay Mam, if they do Kate Reynolds for a few more years, if you've got Stags, Carrigan, etc., there's a certain point it comes to where you're like, what you do for us doesn't win us games. It's not saying he's not effective or he's not close to the best in his position, but does his position influence the results that much or move the line, move the ticker, get us points, etc. Yeah. And I will say there is a certain value on a prop, especially for a development club. Yeah, I agree. So they the fact is they don't they don't impact the the result enough. Mm. I'm not saying the pain house doesn't impact results, but the fact is he doesn't when you compare it to other positions. Mm. So if it's going to cost you, you know, a ridiculous amount or a player in in terms of what they've got or what they're sort of looking to have as their core, they might sacrifice him if they look in their pipe and go, okay, we think we got two coming through that can do. That combined job, or there's a sum of parts that will be better for a bench or multiple roles rather than, you know, 65-70 prop, even if he's potentially the best prop in the game. Yeah. Because we would prefer to pay our next half, or we'd prefer to pay Reese Walsh and Keith Mam, like et cetera, like put that money into two other spine positions, or if it's a nine eventually, like they've probably got a bigger decision to make than some clubs that don't have players coming through or looking for a big kill. Yeah, exactly. And that's the difference that we talk about in terms of what someone's willing to pay. You are worth what someone's willing to pay, but not everyone's in the same situation. Yeah. Much like people going, I couldn't believe kick out in state at Penrith. I'm like, well, Penrith would have a whiteboard, know what's coming through their system, value certain positions and look at that and go, well, that doesn't work for us because of six, seven, one, nine, thirteen, the spots they've prioritized. Same as centers that they've moved on or backs the last few years. Yeah. They've looked at those spots and clearly looked at them and go, well, we can replace those. We've got a factory of those. So we're not going to pay eight nine hundred thousand dollars for those positions. That's right. That's what we're going to do. Um, so moving on from those two, but yeah, Reynolds, uh, real bit of a masterclass for him and a, and a lovely day there. And like I said, those other guys contributed really nicely. Good to see. Uh, you know, if they need to use Pierre Crew again, uh, Walter stepping up a little bit. Sailors sort of time that they've got some pretty good options there if they need to. They, they do. Those yeah. vets, like I said, did a good job as well. But um, yeah. Not a bad run again from Sexton, but I think he's going to be out this week. They're saying that he got that head knock, but he also went off with an abdomen problem. Yeah. So only two games in, he's potentially going to be missing some time. Burton uh, has looked much better with him next to him to take that pressure off. But yeah, interesting to see what they name this week, and we'll talk about that later on. 
Cowboys Manly, 19-8. Let's start with the positive. Uh, Maddo's debut, and you were there with the family and in the box and for the special occasion. And yeah, it's funny how things work out, isn't it? Like you did, did don't didn't quite know how he was going to get used, when he was going to get on, or what sort of thought process is. But we've said it the other week. He can play center, back row, six, lock, all these sort of roles, and do them more than adequately. And no, as soon as I the HRA happened, I knew what the plan was, mm. uh, and the plan was to. Put him on after 55 in the back row, left back row. Yeah, let him play. And he ended up going out there, playing left back row after 60. Um, in his in his second stint, yeah, the initial stint, it was a bit of a shock to the system because when I spoke to him on um, Saturday morning, he goes, oh, you know, like, it's just hard not knowing when I'm going to go on and trying to conserve my energy. I said, just be ready to go because... You just don't know, I'm sure enough. Well, especially like I said, in this what, HRA it, 12 day, minutes in. Yeah. And then three minutes onto the field, he, he scores. Four minutes onto the field, he scores a try, so. How good, that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was an emotional week. And, I'm not uh, taking it, it off was... him, but God bless Ola, because I didn't think he had to pass. Dearden was half fallen. Yeah, my wife, nah. when I got home, my wife said that, I was like, yeah, but in that position, you don't care about who scores. No, you, I don't, I don't you just want to. That, you just want to get the try there. I, I don't think he passed it because it was Dean. No, but his reaction was the right reaction, it, I thought. I think he thought. passed it to guarantee the try, which is what you want to do in that He's situation. one of those big bastards where if someone's half fallen and you see Tommy did, and I'm thinking... Yeah, but you want to shoot him if you then got held up. But, yeah, he, when, it, when it was him on the outside, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Was that even better, I, bought, I had a laugh with it. So even at a try dry celebration of his sleeve, yeah. you don't even know. Oh, you, he's, yeah. Don't know what minutes you're going to get. He can layer up. No, no, minute you're doing that, I was he's like, got a bit that's of outstanding. So. No, and then he... Um, yeah, it's just... It was really, really cool. And I think while Ben Turbo's out, he's, yeah, I, I think he's going to be staying there and playing some regular first grade. Which well, well, he's perfect for that role. He's if, fantastic. I, I'd love to see him use him at 13. I'd agree with you. Cause mm. I, but I just, I just don't know that whether that's going to that's gonna happen. I'd, I'd like to see it, them, them at least give it a crack. Uh, but they um, like to have the three big middles. They play a little bit, a little bit, Differently to sort of how we used him and how I used him last year, but mm. I I don't yeah I don't care about the style of play. I'm just happy he's there because I think he's deserved his shot. Two. You know you don't, you don't deserve to stay there, but you no. deserve his shot. But he's he's put in think two he years enough. of real quality work. That yeah, he did enough be, on the weekend yeah. to earn another go this week. So mm. and that's what I said to him. Now like now the the challenge is trying to do Stay it week there. in week out. Yeah, well, we talk about this all the time. A lot of people want to have a fourteen now because of this HIA age. I think he's more than adequate for that spot because he does cover a lot of positions. He's come through as yeah. a half. He's played as an edge. He's good enough to play at center if you need him to. But then as a 13, you get that mix of aggression, ball playing, and skill all sort of mixed into one. But a lot of guys use, you know, we have the OB sort of option. Like we've even seen Canberra the last few weeks sort of put Kotrick there a few times thinking, oh, well, he's a big enough body if we needed to throw him in the middle. But yeah. he covers center wing fullback. Or you see other teams have a hooker lock type player. Like, there's different versions of it, but I think he's pretty varied in what he can do to cover half back row, center lock. Like There's not many spots he's not covering. You can't yeah, throw first, him on the wing, the you can't throw tackle, him fullback. But... The first tackle he had to make was mm. very difficult off the scrum, outside shoulder. Mm. So, uh, yeah, super proud. His family were, yeah, over the moon. And uh, it was, yeah, it's just good to see him so happy. It was, yeah, emotional. And then, then to go into the sheds afterwards, the... I think Manly did it really well. Like I couldn't, I couldn't fault how they did it. The jersey presentation, and then looking after the family the way they did. They had like thirty of his family in a 
um, in open air boxes. So it was, yeah, it was really That's cool. I was, I was just, yeah, I was really happy that he, he asked me to go and um, got to sort of share in that in that moment. It was, it was unreal. So That's awesome. Hopefully we can get a few more boys in there. We got, we had Lodgy's going to go up this week. I think Sean Kepi will bounce back from Cup up into the NRL, which is good. That's that's what we want to see. Mm. Guys going back into the NRL. To the game, though, what do you think about Manly? Ah, uh, sloppy. Yeah, I thought so, sloppy. too. I thought their, particularly their good ball attack was, yeah, it just wasn't where it needed to be. And, you know, they they would have had clear plans, but their execution just wasn't, wasn't where it needed to be. I thought the Cowboys gave them plenty of chances. I thought the Cowboys left a bit on the on the bone, to be honest. They no, had a few I, no I, tries I, as well. I agree with that. But I thought Manly had two good periods to start the halves. God, they gave them thought, some chances. Mm, yeah. You know, they're getting some cracks here, but yeah, I thought on the Cowboys side of things, it wasn't and there. Probably their goal, like Manly's goal line D. A couple of tries there, particularly the one where I can't think of who came off his right foot and just ran through pretty much untouched. I think Woods and um, Jake Taborovic might have. Been in the area, yeah, it's a little bit concerning. The first try, I think, was a little bit, probably far too easy as well. Just a simple inside shoulder miss. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't think it was a Cowboys' best run either, but again, lots, of guys, lots of guys backing up. Um, they rolled Cotter in late. I didn't think Val had a good game three, but he certainly made up for it the other night. He was one of their better players. Yeah. That left foot back in behind Toff. And Trevojevic just to get that first one. And Cotter to be following up as a middle, you know, running 50, 60 metres there. Like, first play where he's on the field then. Yeah. Blokes straight up the guards going after that and getting a meat pie. Um, but, yeah, they left some to be desired. I, I I felt a bit odd about, like, the one where they took it off Tamalolo for Woods going down. Like, Woods is a master at, like, let's just admit it, muddying up a ruck. Yeah. He gets in there. I didn't think Cotter really pushed him or did bugger all. He fell over. He had nothing to do with that try. So I didn't, I get for some refs, you go, oh, you can't do that. But I was like, mate, that had no fucking impact on the play. Yeah. Tumble always scored in my eyes. They, they bombed a few other ones, but overall, for them, it's five in a row. It's a positive result. It's not an easy place to go play on a backup um, when you've had heavy representation and a few guys coming back in. I think they're also... You know, dipping their toe in the waters. It's a few games back now for Tamalolo. They don't want to get him hurt. I don't think they want to burn out the few Origin guys either. Um, so they did that mixed minutes with Cotter. Robson obviously played only limited time, so they played him. But yeah, I think they've sort of, as we said, have come back to life. A lot of those guys on, on the back of the series and obviously rough start there with guys in and out, but they're all playing good football. And it's not the prettiest, but the most important thing is a win to win. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, yeah, some, some positives again. The Dearden, couple of moments, pushing up on one of the tries. The inside shoulder on Schuster to get through. The double pump and then getting Nenai over. I thought he played well. Chad slowly getting back to doing what he was sort of doing last year, <clears> being that patient sort of steering wheel. And I, I think Dearden's joining in more on that side of things too for them. So there's some real positives for them uh, in all those terms. And Talked about their back row. I was like, to have Nenai back playing that way, I think Lucci's getting better now that he's been on the field for a few weeks as well. Get some fitness back. Mm. To have the kid, Kula Kefu, on the bench is another option. Lukey's going to come back. Like They're just loaded in that spot. They really are. Love Neem off the bench. We talked about it before. But that, that forward pack, when it's whole, I think as a rotation, flexibility, and versatility between a lot of guys to play middle edge and have extra skill, it's a fantastic forward pack. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, for Manly, I thought there was a few guys that stood out. Brad Parker had a great night. I mean, we said it before. Yeah, I know. I, oh, yeah, I love Brad Parker. I know, he probably doesn't get the reps he deserves. He won their Player of the Year last year, which doesn't surprise me at all. But I think Lachlan Croker still doesn't get enough credit for the job he does sometimes for Manly. He's That's really true. made that position his own, in my opinion. Yeah. Like he's not not the greatest nine in the competition by any means, but he, he certainly has a red hot crack. Yeah. The tap run effort, his D work, like from a guy that used to play in the halves and some of the injuries he's had to become what he is right now. Like he, he's developed in a really good first grader. Outstanding. Yeah. Um, and good I think, human, goes about his business quietly. Mm. <clears throat> Garrick, Garrick's been having a red hot crack while he's been at the back as well. He's been unreal this year. Um, it's a tough ass to go back there, but he puts his hand up for just about anything. But yeah, yeah no, no offense to any of the Manly fans out there, but I, I think that one might have been the end uh, for them on the weekend. Like a win this weekend, I, you know, mathematically you're always still there, but I just can't see them roosters except for the teams we talked about stringing together. Yeah, four or five of their last six or seven that they need. I just can't see it. No, so uh, I guess for them it's more focused now on. Who is going to be there next year? Is there enough contract that's not a part of it? Have you got any ideas up your sleeve in terms of trying guys at a couple of positions? Um, yeah, that's where they're sort of at. But we move on from that. Storm Roosters, I didn't think this was an impressive game at all. I thought Melbourne were pretty underwhelming, to be fair. Like Munster backs up with 10 stitches in his knee. I thought they were pretty flat, particularly their, their pack to start with. Like Jared come out like a madman as he usually does. Put Welch on his ass who... Ended up having a pretty good game, to be fair, in the end. But um, it wasn't really until that Xavier Coates moment where he snatched the 90-meter runaway. And then a second-half period where I felt that they'd mainly been on top for probably 50 minutes. I mean, just broke them in a 10-minute period. Yeah. I think... I didn't see the Belly press conference, but I heard someone say on the radio that he said the highlight of that was their goal line D, which is what I thought, because we fucking spent plenty of time yeah, on it. Yeah, he said that, and he said <clears throat> he was disappointed with that last oh, period. The, the ending was horrendous. Mm. Like the man who tapped on, don't get me wrong. I you think that we put the cue in the rack. Well, we, they did. Hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, the one line off Brown was said, not. I think he said, oh, but if, you know, he said to us at the start of the game that it was going to walk away 30 to 16, we would have taken it. Oh, 100%. But yeah. that 10 minute period for the Roosters just was a sledgehammer. I didn't see that coming. I thought they were right yeah, on top well, of us. Well, I listened to it on the way home and then watched the mini when I got home. Because uh, it's a good, you know, 60 to 70 minute car trip. So I listened to most of it. And yeah, it seemed like a real contest for the first 50 minutes and then it just well, got away from the Roosters there. Kiri had a really good night. They linked up a little bit. Um, they got sort of down their left, our right a few times, which has been a spot a lot of teams going for. Mm. They had multiple line breaks. They were working us in yard. Like I, I thought we were struggling to make metres and I looked afterwards again. Uh, the metres per set, they were getting 51 metres a set. We are averaging 37. Yeah, so yeah. sort of felt we are on the back foot. Eight line breaks to three. They created opportunities, but at the end... They had 14 errors. We had five. There you go. And the other one that stood out to me was the missed tackles. They missed 55 and had about 28 ineffective. Melbourne, despite all the goal line D, scramble and time inside their own half, missed 36, which when you look at it in comparison to the ball, territory possession was pretty good. But yeah, just that 10-minute that period just really surprised me because once it, once it opened up, it opened up. They got denied one. Hughes just hit the hole off a wide pass where Kiri was... They, they sort of were really tight to the post. They didn't have many outside. He just sort of went through... Like, Harry scoring play five from dummy half. That's a heartbreaker. And then the kick for Coach was probably good skill by him. He pulled his hands down. It was on the money, but I think it was Pauga's side. And he got his hands out of the way and just rolled off his body and he picked it up. Yeah. But 
It was just sort of bang, bang, bang in a 10-minute period before you know it was 24-4. Uh, they jagged one more later on to the piece to blow it out to 30 and then conceded the two late. But, yeah, it, it felt like as soon as Hughes crossed over, all their confidence just went out of the sails because it's like we've had all this territory possession. We're actually attacking pretty good. We've opened them up. But any time they got inside 20, it's sort of been the story of the year. Yeah. They just couldn't come up with anything. Yeah. It's hard to put your finger on. I'd, I'd rather talk about the Rooster sort of situation when the year ends. And, like, you don't get much out of them. You don't hear much out of them. Like, you get little bits and pieces here and there. Brought up the other week, there's probably been more issues when you really sit down and look at it than what people think about. But I, I, I don't really think it's worth getting too much into until we sort of review things at the back end of the year. Yeah. Um, I think the best thing for them now, similar situation. Talk about, like, the Tedesco thing. I think that's just a crock of shit. Should have been there. Should have done this. Like, you, no, you know. He's looked busted all year. I've got no issue with him. They've had him, like, you know, do off-season, like, long off-seasons the last few years. I know they sent him for that PRP or whatever it is, rich plate and stuff for his bad knee. He's played three full years of rep football, long seasons. They've had injuries, like, big footy. And it's a guy who had injuries early on. At some point, it catches up with you. Yeah. To me, he hasn't looked right all year. And it's probably a combination of age and injury, but you don't know. No. And then the mental toll of all the shit he's been copping during Origin and everything else. They've clearly made a decision and we you don't know the full story that was in his best interest and their best interest. But for even guys... It's as simple as they plan to give him a rest after Origin. And that's so what they that's, did. Because he played the full series. Yeah. But let's be honest, I think even they look at their situation, I know he sort of said, you know... Like backing up from Wednesday night to Saturday night, like I, don't, hmm. I don't think people understand how hard that is. Not in that position either. You cover the most ground out of anyone. And I heard one of the dickheads on TV go, he's got the miles in his... I'm like, yeah, he's got fucking lots of miles in his legs and he's had injuries. So it's not easy after three days when you're a guy who probably has modified programs. I'm not one to say, oh, you know, for guys that have never played, but there is an element where you you don't know how hard Mm. it is to do that until you've actually... actually Especially at fullback. Fullback is fucking heavy duty. And a guy that would have modified... I I, I can only talk about... From a playing perspective, having to do it, mm. and you would have done it at school footy as well, where oh. you're playing like 18s level footy, like and you were playing and then play school Thursday and then Sunday, Sunday. yeah, like, and you, that was and you feel sore on your second or hard. third day, yeah, so you feel sore on the day you're backing up and playing again, yeah, and then you do hard. that all year on a rotation where you finish Sunday, get three days in between, and just as you're starting to feel probably okay, you go in, you play again, again. Thursday, yeah. so when you get back to back to backs and it starts to build, and you're training in between that, yeah. So take that's, that. That's nothing compared to Origins. So. Multiply that to an NRL career of a decade plus, debut in 18, multiple knee injuries, yeah. degenerative stuff, and probably a modified program at times. And a much harder game. Exactly. But we're talking modified program, and he's backed up the other games. But he's at a point in his career, like a lot of players, where he wouldn't probably wouldn't do a full load all the time. Yeah. They'd find other ways to get kilometers into him or training and things they need to get him on the field. Yeah. So he's probably at a point where they've just looked at him and thought, fuck, he's busted. I think it's a stupid argument. Um but yeah, and it's like Walker. A lot of people go, when's Walker come back? Mate, if you have any issue with the ACL and their season where it is right now, for me, he doesn't fucking play this year. Yeah, can it? You can you. Get him to a surgeon and say, is this going to heal? How's it looking? Where are we at? Yeah. If it needs to be done, do it fucking now. Yeah, do it now. That's right. Do it now. If it doesn't need to be done and it's going to be something that needs to be progressed and rehab, all the lightweight stuff that I've had to do with my knees before, go do extra physio, rehab in the water, all that sort of stuff. It's low impact and just get right on top of it. Go over the top with it because you've got the time. That's right. And then I have no doubt in my mind that this team is going to find a way to get a few more guys in the door because that's what the Roosters do when things don't work out. Of course they do. And anyone question Robinson, I know there's 
lots of hate flying around. If you don't think he's going to get like a year where he gets a bit of a pass where things go wrong for what's happened there the last 10 years, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. They've won multiple comps. They're I think sh- he'll he'll see pressure if they don't make the out again next year. 100%. I mean, I'm, I'm all, all for that. But off what he, what's happened or what's yeah, been Yeah, I don't there. know where they're at. It depends how they miss the eight. Like, I feel like this year they've had a lot of things go against them. I think they've had a couple of buys which have, you know, particularly Brandon Smith, just hasn't yeah. played anywhere near where he needed to be. I, I, the only issue I have, the only question question mark is dropping Walker when they did. I, I mm. didn't agree with that. I didn't agree with that. Outside yeah. of that, a lot of the stuff that they've done has been uncontrollable, off-field issues. And, um, yeah, we just like we said, it looks like Tedesco's certainly not himself. Mm. And I, I think my only question one of your elite players that is struggling. Mm. I don't want to question him at all. Back but a little bit. I wonder if you're them now with the Suwalee thing and the way that worked out. I'd be letting him go. I'd fuck him off too to free that money up and try and get provided, the market. Provided that you could get, like you just said, someone through the door. Oh, man. If he's sitting there on seven 800 right now, yeah, and, and you know what they can do. Bye-bye, they'll, they'll get on the phones and work the phones and find someone. Of they'll fucking figure something out. I'd be freeing that money up right now. Yeah. I'll and knowing there. also that they've got Toyo, who's been injured for two years, who they're a big fan of, I, I don't care. I'd rather have they him get, Who do they get next year? Dom Young? Dom Young will be on one wing, and they get Spencer Linja. Yeah, well. Um, and then, yeah, you've got the situation where I'm sure they'll go hard on Brandon Smith and try and get that to where it needs to be. Yeah. Or, or to. that'll come to a head very quickly. <laughs> and and you know the thing? Right? Anyone sitting there going that you're fucking crazy, well, look at their track record. If things don't work, they it's don't fucking wait. It's going to come to a head. Yeah. Kyle Flanagan, I thought Kyle Flanagan was a good player coming through and everything worked. They basically barely went a year and went, all right, you're out. They, uh, yeah. they don't fuck around the roosters. If they something's push, not working... They don't push the half flash, they push the full flash. <laughs> if something ain't working, <laughs> don't think they don't write a nice check for yeah. a pad or whatever and get rid of the contract and offload it. And, and they're waiting there watching it swirl, make sure it goes down. Mm. And same as right now, like uh, as much as people may hate to hear it, if you don't think that they'd be doing some due diligence on the Tino thing now that it's been confirmed that he's activated that clause... Every single player. You're fucking mad. Every the roosters would have been on the phone straight away going, all right, what are we talking? Yeah. What do you need? Are you any chance of moving or are you just doing this to bump up your price up there? Because if you're fucking serious, yeah. we're, in. we're right here. Yeah. And let me tell you, when we're serious, we're serious. We're Mark Burris, Packer, fucking Pilatus, fucking serious. We got money. Yeah, <laughs> and we got business connections. We got life connections. They, they teach more than just rugby league. And All that's what we spoke about before. As much as people hate to hear it, I'm telling you, the off-field stuff, some of those guys, like Jake Friend's got multiple businesses now. It's a guy that was scrapping, making 50 tackles a week, bleeding from the nose and just bashed himself to death. He is, it was all worth it. <laughs> he, he's set for life because they've taught him more than just rugby league. Yeah. That is a powerful, powerful club. Yep. But this year, unfortunately, no argument. has been shit for him. So, um, yeah, Kiri had a good game. Manu, Nat's been, I think, close to their best all year. Butcher. And uh, old Toops, he's equaled the club record. Tries with Mini. Yeah, that is unreal. That is a huge... Huge effort for a guy that, again, probably goes unsung for what he's done there, but he, he's been a real goal for them for a long period of time. Yeah. Real pillar of strength for that team. Uh, for Storm, Hughes, one of his better games. Coates, Meany, has been good all year. Harry got better as the game went on. Uh, but overall, yeah, I, I looked at that and it was a weird game. I just really didn't feel like they were on top. And then suddenly, like, bang, 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 just that triple sort of try period. Then looking at the numbers afterwards, I'm like, fucking hell, they gouged us. Eight line breaks. The meters per set, like we just felt like we defended our line and all of a sudden the score just went kaboom. Yeah. So I still don't know what to make of Melbourne and all the talk about Pat, like he's back running. Training with the full group now, I, I still just can't see it. 
I think it's way too much to ask um, for what he's been through. But um, I guess that that one's just one you just have to keep waiting and watching. But it's a year to the date. I think a week ago they said since it happened. So yeah. Uh, moving on, Warriors Sharkies. This one I was happy about because I love what the Warriors are doing and I want to buy into it. And did also want to confirm my theory of having the Sharks out for said reasons, but. Year one, you can look at something and go, all right, they're struggling against top four or top eight, right, right, and you go, okay, that's, you know, things will get better. Or year two, roster's better, or roster's in a similar situation, natural development, natural growth, connections, positivity, you know, they'll work on their defense, et cetera, et cetera. This year, when you see this trend again in a comp that's probably more even, not as top heavy, and that's not to say Panthers aren't the best team, but that gap between them and, say, South Brisbane, et cetera, or the eight as a whole has squeezed together, we'd say. Yeah. But their record has actually got worse against the top eight. That is concerning. Yeah. yeah. Like they've beat Para or whatever it was back in round two when Para was struggling and had it's injuries. It's more than concerning. And they yeah. beat someone, I saw someone asked me, like, oh, they beat the Cowboys. I said, you beat the Cowboys when they were missing four or five at the prison early in the year. You would not beat the Cowboys now. Mm. And the fact, the bigger thing is you don't just lose, you lose big. Yep. Melbourne have been. That's probably the part of it for me yeah. that's really raised my eyebrows going, yeah. Oh, okay. And Melbourne was, like to me, like as a Melbourne fan, I think we've been ordinary. We dapped them by 54. Yeah. Did not see that coming. Thought the Warriors would win. Didn't think they'd dap them up by 40 as well. Yeah. And then look at that draw, like I said. You get Tigers, you get Dogs. And it's, ah, look at their record. I'm like, well, you're not looking at their buyers and who they've beaten. They've beaten fucking nobody. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what gives you credentials. You need to look. Not, ah, oh, look at the record, look at the buyers. They're second. They're not second. This is why I hate the buyers. They had their three buyers early. It was false economy. Sure was. Um, and they go over here, and one of the main problems talked about a lot, and it looks like he's changed it this week, is that left edge defensively, where everyone's sort of been going. And it's not trying to career execute somebody, but Moylan missed seven again, and a lot of people were angry at Siffer as well. I think that edge got worse once Teague went off and Wade come on, because Wade was very tight and aggressive. Moylan was tight to him. Siffer was tight. That edge just got pulled apart. Yeah, exactly. That, like that sort of connection you build when you've played for a while, a lot of times, yeah, sure, they could man out or isolate maybe Moiser, but the weekend as a whole, that whole edge was just garbage. And that's sort of a knock-on effect of having a big change. Like, Wado's a bit older. He's probably not mobile enough to be playing there, hence why he's a bit aggressive, a bit tight of the ruck. He was trying to get in and solve things quickly. Moiser's tight to his hip pocket. Sifra, a lot of people probably torched him. and say, oh, look, that's fucking embarrassing, all this, that, and the other. But, you know, if, if two go in hard and you want to stand out on an island... <laughs> There's an absolute supposed to drive a truck through. That's right. Where those two being, you know, joined to the hip and real tight and aggressive. I think Wade ended up injured, they said, but he also, I think, got uh, <sighs> put a report for one of the shots he put on. Like that aggressiveness and trying to shut things down there. Yeah. You follow what happens on the inside here. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Johnson, and the, you got to pay... Got to pay your credit where credit is due. The, the play of the Warriors, especially Egan on the weekend, dear Lord, some of the play from nine, like getting a ruck to collapse or there's some of the manipulation around there was absolute quality. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, like I thought it was good, but, geez, I didn't think it was as good as what the, the Sharkies made it look. Oh, I know you can pay it both ways, but, yeah, mm-hmm. in terms of some of the work in the middle first to open up the edges a bit more, yeah, um, yeah. I yeah. thought some of the work he did was quality. And that also comes off what we said before. I don't think there's a better skilled pack as a whole in terms of the way they interact and play with one another. Between Fanua Blake, when Walker comes on that middle role, Tohu, the skill set, the power, like the versatility of the way they play, I don't think anyone plays better between their forwards. Yeah, There's no just like, oh, 
premeditated, yep, I'm too wired to be a defender, tip on to get the man at C or jam him in the line. Like, all their passing has a purpose. They're easily sometimes just go, yep, tip, tip, bang, we've gone three or four wide, got outside of where it's thick, to thin, punch in here, quick play the ball. Fanua Blake, you know, one thing I love about Fanua Blake, you'd look at that body type and just think, all you need to do is go 120, add line, punch straight to the line, fucking put it down for me. He can skip, get between defenders, not even off a full head of steam, leg drive, get an arm out, pop an offload. Like, it's ridiculous. It's unfair. Yeah, true. Um, but they've got different shapes and sizes. They're not, not quite in it, but I do remember saying in the offseason, every time they've had a good team, and it's not saying he's the heart of it, but it's really good for their forward pack, in my opinion. Every time they've been good, they've had one fucking batshit crazy Australian. Mitch Barnett is that batshit crazy bloke. And when he's on the field, good things happen. He may get suspended once every four or five weeks, but for the most part, good things happen when Mitch Barnett's on a football field. Um, but there was a lot to like here. And again, with Johnson, Egan, that connection's get better. And kudos to Chance. I, I always said he was a great effort player, and I thought he was a really good player, but gave him stick for a few years, just saying he doesn't have the passing game. He doesn't have that extra layer to his game to make him an elite fullback. This year, what he's done to develop himself and the amount of times he's involved with some of those shifts, quick hands, three-on-twos, long pass, short pass, and having to sum it up, I'll give the man his flowers because he certainly added that layer to his game. He's been quality. And we talk about buys of the season. They may have they may have got three of them. Part of that would be down to individuals and coaching, yeah. which is another reason why you've got to wrap Webby. Yeah. For what's going on. But like Chan's going over there. I thought when I looked at the time, I was confused by it. I thought, man, with what some of what they're coming through, why are they doing this for? But I eat my words. Yeah. Barnett's been really, really good when he's been, been on yeah. the field. Like Dylan Walker been great. Metcalf had to wait an extra year to get him, but the bits he's doing now has been really, really good. But all their buyers have been good. Murado get also when he's not suspended has been good, but that's been an issue for him. But Everyone they've brought in's brought in. Anyone they've blooded's brought in. Anyone that was there pre-existent, you sort of looked at and go, I'm not sure of. They've reached their best levels. And that all speaks to the group, the players buying in and the coaching. But highly concerned here uh, for the Sharks. And change, we said, I think they will used one of the least amount of players. So you've got to give Fitzy his credit. He's given him ample opportunity to respond. Absolutely, yeah. You can't say he's you know erratic or not trusting any of the players. This group in particular has been pretty solid for eighteen plus months now, um, and he wants to see something. Because in the words of our man, the drums are bleeding. The drums are bleeding. Um, and what they dished up, particularly left edge, even when he went off on the weekend, Teague was just not good enough. Hmm. So there's a bit of a response mm. in that for them, and uh, yeah, after a severe tailing again. 44-12, uh, there's some serious question marks about getting in or let alone, you know, will, will they go past week one if they do to get in at this point in time? So, interesting to see what happens this weekend. Big game at the prison against Manly, but we move on. Panthers versus the Dolphins. This ended up being a really good game. Yeah, I like this game. Considering, you know, Cleary, Toto, Critter, Martin, Yo, like, they, they really took him to deep waters. But the way it started, I thought alarm bells were ringing. Shout out to Bluebet. They posted up. Moses Leota had scored the, the first try in the, oh, three. In the previous two. Yeah, and then he scored that again. third. 41 yeah. bucks. 41 dollar. I was like, wow. I saw that. Um, yeah, shout out to Bluebet, our sponsor. And also, try July. He did the Batista. I fucking love it. <laughs> a, front, a front roll. A front roller. <laughs> charging down a kick. Then step with the fullback and score. And he looked like he'd fucking won Lotto. And yeah. then his arms got going. I was like, it's the Batista. 
yes. There's been some the good ones, gun. but how, how exciting I was doing the Batista. I was like, that's mad. And like no that's one, no one Moses. Like he's just the, one of the craziest quiet blokes you've ever met in your life. Like. It was gold. It was mad. I tell you, I loved it actually, and only because I thought fucking sore loser. Read money and that, that shit trying from dummy half. Yeah, and I know. He slapped Walters the selfie. Went selfie yeah. and hit it. I go, that's for charity, you fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> don't ruin try July. That's the kind of guy you are. Do really. better. Last year you did the lawnmower and I loved it, but don't yeah. be ruining try July. Yeah. Get out of it. That's right. He should have to chip in five. Yeah, it should be five k fine for yeah. ruining the celebration. Mm. Get out of it. Um. Yeah, no, this was this was a good effort from the Dolphins, but yeah, when Tago especially, that second try, early shift, good by Jenkins and Cogger. Jenkins went to take a scoot, Cogger sort of yells in there, just went bang, bang, right outside him. But when Tago beats four guys on that run, I was like, oh no, this is going to get fucking ugly. Yeah, It's looking like one of those days for them, minus those players. But to their credit, um, they hung in after they copped that first three, sort of steadied in the sin bin from Cogger, gave them that chance right on half time. Nick has been brilliant for them this year. Jags that one from dummy half. Comes up with another quality pass in the second half for a try. And they, they dragged him into deep waters. There was a little bit there where you're like, don't know if they're going to get out of this one, but they did. And they've done what they've done the well, last couple of, a couple of tries late to they win did. Yeah, they were they behind really there with, what, 15 to go? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll give a rap because he sort of fallen out of favour a little bit. I don't know if he's fallen out of favour, but just the way they've looked to construct their bench. But Sony, I thought, made a good impact. Big time. In that last 10 15, they're sort of a bit stagnant from Ruck, but. There was a good bit of deception there where they scored on the right edge. Yeah, both so. both tries involved him starting it with a bit of a run um, yeah. and just creating a bit more, just, you know, like you said, holding up the Ruck, which gives you a bit more space to play to the edge. Well, if you just watch how Sony, particularly in good ball, mm. when Penner attacking the opposition try line, just how he approaches the ball. And a lot of the times, and, you know, I've done a lot of video on him for New South Wales Cup teams the last. Well, two years in particular, just wherever he points his ass is often where he's going to play. So he'll come to the ruck and he'll he'll look open, and then all of a sudden he'll just snap really quickly back to the other side, or he'll snap really quickly back to the other side and roll out, and not only get your marker but get your a defender and then pass and create space on the outside. His uh his deception, and just his ability to fool a defence. And get a poor read and break up a defence in situations like that is, yeah, second and none. He's as good as anyone in the game. I think probably learning a little bit from Appy would have definitely helped, but he's he's always been good at it. Yeah, I think mean, he's just playing forward. Like, he gets out, gets square really quickly and yeah. gets that line to hold, which, like the one where he punched Moses in, he held that ruck up when the ball came out and he wrapped around straight away. They were that tight, that that long pass out straight away, that it's like bang, bang, two pass yeah. in the corner. I'm like, that all starts with what he's done in the middle. Right. Because you create accountability. Defenders have to be accountable for what you're doing. Mm. Two or three, very, very late, get poor contact on Moses because you have to have your eyes on him until he engages. Mm. And then when that ball comes out, zip yeah, straight away half, to space. Half, like, half of the impact of what Sony does is without, actually without the ball. Mm, exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought he, he played a bit of a role in both those last two. Really good day for Tom Jenkins. He's had a couple of cracks in first grade now, but he had some good moments. Yeah, he's, he's a competent first grader. He's another one who I look at for them and go, you have to keep him, but... It'll, he'll probably get off a smell, so he's off at the moment. Is he but off next year? He's off right now. Yeah, right. So they haven't signed him yet. Okay. Really liked him. I told you the story about that. I went out and watched my mate play country, and because of COVID, all those guys went back and things yeah. were pretty normal out there. He's playing A grade. I'm like, bloody hell, the, the bloody pale kid with that man too ruthless. I'm like, he goes pretty hard. And they go, he's actually, was that Penrith? I was like, was he? And they go, yeah, he's a, 
SG ball or fled kid that they sent him back because he's only 18 and, you know, footy's off. Yeah. So he played A grade for the young cherry pickers. I think they made the prelim. Yeah, wow. um, and he was playing really, really good. And I'm like, well, if he's 18 and there's some pretty good guys out there, a lot of guys that have played some cup and whatnot, um, the way he stood out then certainly is shown in the last couple of years. But yeah, I think for them, like we talk about with the turnover and Crichton going next year, I wouldn't be letting him go. No, yeah. It's interesting that he's not re-signed. Because mm, they've got Amatuani and a couple of guys sort of on deals that are more longer sort of term. But looking at the yeah. centre wing spots, I look at Jenkins and go, he's someone I definitely want to keep. Absolutely. I'm not saying you have to break the bank and give him three or four, but I'd at least go two years at, you know, yeah. something solid and keep working with him. Yeah. Um, and I think he's been the top try scorer in Cup the last two years, hasn't he? I know their team's been quality, but he's certainly been more than adequate or above, you know. Not this year, he's not my friend. So... Mm. Clayton Fualalo. Fualalo, he was really good on the weekend, I thought. He's, oh, he's uh, yeah. He's going very well. But uh, Edwards, no surprise. Really, really good again. Moses stood up. Um, Sony, like we said, late Tungo's been fantastic. But uh, yeah, Lemuelu, that try, that's when you score in the backyard. Didn't see that coming from the big fella. No, I didn't. Sort know. of wheeled around and just chucked the grubber in behind. Jared Wallace also, get your head red. When you've been done for multiple shoulder charges, Probably and there's stop shoulder charging, bro. third and se- subsequent. I know some people go, ah, oh, the contact. Oh, fuck, do you remember why the shoulder charge was oh, been? Do we have to go over this again? Don't fucking shoulder charge. Yeah. Simple. That's why. And third and subsequent offences, as we know now, as much as I don't like it, that's what happens. They're telling you if you don't get the message, we'll pop you. Yeah. So he's going in and fighting the grading or something tonight, apparently, or fighting all together. If not, he's out for another month. Fighting the grading. So, yeah, good luck with the shoulder charge. Mm. Don't know how that's going to work good out luck. for him, but yeah. We go to the last game. What an absolute circus this was. Eels, Titans, 25-24. I don't even know how to describe this game. Uh, yeah, well. It was a circus. It was a Titans game. Sure was. This is what they do. The emotions. All of them. All in one. Yeah, zero emotion. Bipolar. I didn't watch it. Um, but... I was having a few brewskis in the dressing sheds. Mm. Quick start, obviously. Um, Campbell Gillard, Paulo was sort of punching through the middle and he rolled pretty soft try and then they had a great save on... It was a soft try. I don't know what they were complaining about. Nah, he just literally did the old hit and spin. Yeah. He did the manners. Hit and spin, Jeffy. Like, he just spun his way through. complaining that he ran too hard? I don't, I don't understand. And then the Penasani one was a nice try. Like Moses decides, let's run this short side, play five, Cartwright throws back in, it was touched, it was going to be six again, but yeah. also looked at and thought, there's four or five jerseys That's and right. someone fucking picked the ball up. Yeah. So at 12 zip, I'm sitting there going, okay, this looks like it might get a little bit ugly. But then Dave come up with a bit again. Ball got knocked back to him. Quick hands from the big fella. He's playing good footy. Liu to Khan Pereira, who can certainly find a meat pie. Uh, and then the circus really began. Michael Sivo just absolutely caved in Jojo for feet head. Got put in the bin. And then big Reggie. Even had- that one, like, I was disappointed in Andrew Voss on the weekend. Why? Some of his commentary in that Didn't game, just questioning whether it was foul play. Oh, I, don't know what, I don't know what I think about that. Oh, I don't like tell it how it is, mate. If you're running upright with intent, and it was don't a change clear shoulder level, to the head. Even the Campbell Gillard one, he dropped knees into the guy's back. Mm. And I get it. Like, oh, oh, I don't dirty, know what I think about that. Or oh, I know what a, I think about that. Yeah. He's not a dirty player. Or well, no, by, by description, he's not. But whether he's tired or fatigued, he's had a fucking brain. You can't right? judge him. Or, it's not, he just doesn't get a character reference. Take no. the referee. Get judged on your action. Yeah, and I love the bloke. I was glad he got an origin three, but that was just dumb. Same, yeah. And Brad, mate, Brad Arthur said that yesterday. 
Said it was dumb, it was lazy. And and Brad Arthur sort of tried to take a bullet yeah. for him and said, Oh, you know, I should have any good coach. Should have got him off early. Maybe I should have subbed him. Yeah. On the backup for Borage and this, that, and the other. Like, we all get it. Yeah. But when you're going into a ruck like that as a forward, you're looking to body press. It was, wasn't that fucking tired. He, he should have done the Dave Taylor. He didn't go to the Dave Taylor school of flopping. When you flop, you fucking. Eddie Guerrero, oh, five star bash. frog splash, bro. Absolutely. Just pound him into the floor, but you can't drop knees with your arms up. Like you go on, you know, boogie board. It doesn't work that way. So unfortunately, that got him down to eleven. And no, and there's no character assassination. I like. I don't no, think. I love it. Was a, a, yeah, malice or a dog shot or whatever. No, like, and it's not in his character consistently good. through his career. It he's aggressive, good. but he's usually clean aggressive. But that was just yeah. I heard some people were actually calling for send off. I, I don't know whether. I, I would go that far. I just thought it was very stupid. And when I saw it yeah, at the time, I thought it I, deserved ten in the bin. I laughed because they're like, "Oh, big fellas have taken them." I've been tired plenty of times. I've never just knee bombed someone. Yeah, no. That never really come into my mind. I've hung a lazy arm out there or whatever when you got shit feet and you're just getting a bit slop. But of course, sure. Not the old uh, double banger. No, no, not, not like that. So, no. Um, but that really opened things back up, and that's where the circus really, really began. Um, Fozzie, Jaden Campbell. Oh my God, I love watching him play football. Philip Sami scored a good try. Mate, there. that was a cracker. Yeah. Just the two pass out of yardage, you're getting out wide. And He's very he could have passed two or three times and he just did the odd. I'll do it myself. I, uh, yeah, I really like Philip Sami. A mm. couple of penny goals. They get the half time, just in the lead. Uh, but the second half again, just, yeah. Circus. Circus. Like dummy half try after you fought your way back in and two sin bins from Cartwright. I just looked at that and said, they've literally just scooted at you three times. Yeah. And then the third guy, when there's a man pile, he somehow scored. Yep. That moment, I was really worried um, about the pressure. You guys got some six agains, a couple of moments there. Then Mo showed some good skill. Tanner hits a hole. Penalty goals ensued again. And then old Air Gutha comes around on the old effort play, which it was all effort, that last try. Uh, I don't know if the angle was clear, but it was set up as a try. Yeah, I didn't think it was clear. That's where they went. But the real disappointing thing to finish this one off is last week they thought they were hard done by with a penalty. Um, and then this week they should have got a penalty and they didn't get one. No. And this goes back to the point we've talked about a million times. I know you can't demand consistency every week, but this is why people get the shit. Yeah, I get it. It's very blatant. I don't even care about last week. I don't, I Just make care, I don't call. care about the result. Like, I, yeah, he hmm. was offside. Make the call. Yeah, he was offside. And yeah, I guess for I them, think on review, like they sh- there should be... That's something that they've got to look at, the bunker. Hmm. And say, like, we are going to start play. nailing blokes well, it's a on scoring play. Pot- potential scoring play. Hmm. The fact that he didn't kick it wasn't impacted by an offside play. Yeah, yes. like blatantly offside, yeah, not like right. one they're, step. They're or, all, yeah, two or three metres offside. When you've got a guy who's literally three metre head start. And that's not just you know. for this game. I think for every game where it turns yeah. into a field goal thon And then once you start pulling the trigger on them, they'll stay onside. Mm, the reason why they do it now is because they know you're not going to blow the penalty. I heard someone go, well, he had a second crack and he sliced it. Like, I get that. But that's in the moment, matter. that one, you're supposed to be able to take a fair shot at field goal. That's right. He did get a fair shot the second time. And yeah, he muffed it. But the first time, you don't know. Yeah. But when you get pinned that way last week and then it doesn't go your way when you set afterwards and the NRL comes out again and goes, yeah, well, wrong. Should have been a penalty. Doesn't bring back two points. No, and it would have won them again. And it would have put Parramatta in a more, like I said, promiscuous position. And I think the Titans are one of the teams that still has an extra game in hand. So they would have been looking at it going, okay, mathematically, you know. They, they would have been right in the mix. So, yeah. yeah. I still don't think personally they get there, but, you know, you feel aggrieved by it still and rightfully so. Yeah. Because when it hits you last week, and then this week you're looking, you go, well, fuck. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to the argument a lot of people make. Well, it's only the Titans, so 
they want power or they look at these bigger teams or bigger clubs. I'm like, well, this is why people buy into that sort of shit sometimes when this stuff consistently happens. It's two weeks in a row. So, yeah. But um, for the Titans, probably say what we said again, that might be the end of things um, for this season in terms of what they need to string together now. So I'm in a similar boat with them. If there's anyone that does sort of likes or wants to look at or has the outside your squad right now or in your squad or position-wise or if anyone's injured, I'd start looking at that. But I guess the biggest question mark they've got right now, Dave hasn't activated his clause. Tino's manager has basically come out and said he wants to stay there, but they are going to test the open market. So yeah. I don't know whether that's just them going straight back to the table and going, well, this is what we did sign for. Mm. This is what six other clubs who are apparently already registered are interested in. This might sound brutal, but to put those clauses in was so dumb. It is. By the so club. So dumb. Yeah. Just... All, you know what makes it dumb, though? Bad business. You, know you can't tell it... me that that's the reason why they signed those contracts. No, but you know what's really dumb? To come back, oh, it's a coach clause when they already knew he was under pressure. They yeah. should have said no. And if that guy would go, that, oh, that co- that, we're going to leave because of that. Or you go, well, that's something you're going to have to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Bye bye. Because you're going to leave anyway if we sack the coach. That's what it sounds like. So, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I guess. We'll the, see how that plays. The upside out. for them, I, I kind of can't see it because they're both from Queensland. They're playing in the Origin team. They've got family, friends. They're sort of solid up there. Well, it's a test of Tino's integrity because. Yeah. He Saying he wants, he wants to win to a competition the, yeah, there. he wants to be the first captain. Signed a long-term deal, yeah. but had obviously triggers in it, and then they've triggered it. I also think this, a little bit the other way, I hope, and it's more this, is a bit of a shot back at the club to say, stop fucking, you punting know. coaches. Punting coaches and chopping that, and changing. What, like, let's, that's what it is, has any you know, my support and my membership there. Because mm, like, if you hear I'm sick of, yeah, I'm sick of punting coaches yeah. and... The place has been a... Well, the place is a circus. I said it a few years ago, and you didn't think it was too harsh when I said it, but I, my honest words, when I saw the way he started playing for you guys, I hope he doesn't ruin his, waste his career hmm. by signing a huge deal there, because I know the money's going to be good, but for what he's doing, the minutes he's playing and what he's doing, I feel like it could just be a waste, hmm. unless they do things right. But at the moment, you can sort of see the form of something right, and at the moment, it was heading that direction. Yeah. They fired him. And Dez is a mad bastard. That's why I'm a little bit worried about what he might do or what his changes might be or a couple of recruitment decisions. I hope it works for him. But for guys like that, I'm like, you know, as much as people hate to hear it, I, I'd prefer to see Utinos at a Melbourne or a Penrith or a Roosters and this, that guys that consistently get results because I want to see the best players yeah, so I don't getting the best results and consistently delivering. I don't want to see people that struggle in clubs where coaches get turned over every year or two and look at them when they're just absolutely carrying the joint, feeling like their career is just going down the gurgler. Mm. Or at least go to a middle rung sort of thing. Like that's why if the feet ended up at Canberra, I would have been like, "That's mad," especially the way he's playing right now. Yeah. But imagine having Hudson Young, David Fafita as your back row. Yeah, well, that'd be incredible. It's almost the final piece of the puzzle for Canberra mm, in terms of what you're looking at and yeah. getting in another half now. But yeah, you'd certainly have quality in a lot of positions. Your forward pack would yeah. be ridiculous. Yeah. Papa Taps, like those sort of guys with big red Hudson and Dave. You don't need a lot too much crazy out of your halves if you're. Uh, <laughs> working with that sort of forward pack. No, exactly right. But, yeah, this one, like we said, probably puts the kibosh on the Titans, but for the Eels, yeah, they don't come out unscathed. Reg is looking at four weeks. He's accepted already. Uh, and Sevo, he took the guilty play, but is challenging a grading. He's going to miss three or four weeks. So that double blow, plus we already know Brown's missing, um, puts them in a bit of a precarious position. And like we said, they've, they've won the good part of their draw, but they're coming to a hard part of the draw on the run home. So now's not the time to be dropping trips. Yeah. So they're getting in a bit of a sticky situation, you could say. But uh, let's do the fan questions now. 
before we jump in and finish off with our preview and our tips. Uh, what have we got? We'll go to the discussion page first. <clears throat> and I'll try and get the bloody computer. Facebook's really ruined things now on the computer. When you click on a post now, I can only see like the first few. I can't. It says there's, you know, certain amount and then I can't, so can't see all of them. I don't know. Stupid man. As soon as you press view comments, that's what I get. So I might have to do it on my phone, but for now I'll start with the ones we've got on here. Um, I'm gonna go and get another beer, mate. You do that, mate. Do you want another beer, mate? Yeah, sure. And I'll just talk some gibberish to the punters while we're waiting. But what do we got here? Discussion page. Twitter's looking pretty good. Bit of content going on there. Good times for everybody. Um, and then I've got one more to open up. So, might be 30 or 40 questions, which we love, to talk to the fiends. Because the answer is a pineapple. But Yeah. More questions than the census. Yeah. Questions, questions, questions. Mm. Mm. I've got a question. Just a question. I've got a question for you. I've got, I've got a now. That's your beer, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks for the beer, mate. A couple of Miller Highlights. Oh, like I said, Tuesday night, mate. They, they might be the wrong beer, but they, they're, they're not bad. It's beer. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, where are we at? I've bloody lost Twitter now. Twitter's another one that likes to reload on me. <sighs> Go a bit mad. Nuts. Well, there we go. I've got it. Blake at Foxbox Ox says, why would the Sharks drop Matt more than one of the premier defensive halves in the comp? But no, seriously, do you think the changes to the Sharks make them a better side defensively or overall? I don't know whether it was a move to make them better defensively. I think it was a kick up the ass for some of the blokes. Yeah, I think, yeah, finally sending a message because like we said, he's been so consistent with the guys. Yeah, Defence is definitely part of it. Um, I hadn't actually looked at the changes yet. I just heard from someone because I've been hammering that point about more well, than I told, you, I told you when you came in. Cause I was pretty I was happy. looking because we play Newtown on the weekend. So <clears throat> a few changes. It'll just be interesting whether... So Tra- you... Tracy, who's been playing really good, gets one of the centre spots. Yeah. And Trindle. Uh, I thought Ramium did his peck the way he finished up that game. So did I, yeah. He looked like he was busted. So that means, what, both the left-hand side now. So those two, and Jesse Colquhoun, all right. So they've had they the injury. Because um, Wade's injured as well. Teague Wilton. Yeah, he had his leg and then Wade got injured too. Yeah. No, so, they're saying he's rested. Rested? Yeah. Okay, enough. I heard he was hurt. Okay. So either either, he might need a rest. Hmm. Sometimes, you know, the things that get hurt are maybe not physical. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's a whole new left edge. That, that's risky, no doubt about it, to have a rookie in Colquhoun next to Tracy and Trindle. I know one thing about Trindle, like I said, don't, don't worry about his size. He gets in front. Yeah. He won't shirt the task, neither will Tracy. But it's just hard when you construct a whole new edge, three pieces in one week. Yeah. So if you're manly naturally, what's that? That's going to be the left-hand side, right edge attack. That's deep. So Cherry Evans. DCE. That's cooler. He's on the right now, isn't Hamolo. he? Well, I know and what I'm doing for Hamolo. I'll certainly be testing out that and space between Saab. Tracy and Trindle. Yeah. And the kid, that's Colquhoun. A, that's, a, that's a good edge. It's a test. It's first up. Edge. It's a big first up test. Um, so, yeah, your question. Defensively, I, I don't know, but it certainly needs to be 
Um, it's definitely a kick up the arse. Good kick up the arse. I know one thing. I it think they'll kick up the end. I think Trindle's a better all round player. I think he brings a better kicking game. I think he yeah, brings well, a better. There'll be less grey hairs for me this week. Running game. Not going to worry about him. Yeah, the defensive side, I guess we'll see. But constructing a whole new left edge for a game that you need to win is pretty difficult. That's for sure. Uh, Zach, what would you do with a storm backline next year if Paps comes back fit and firing? Well, he goes to fullback and Meany goes to the wing. Well, you've Meany got plays fourteen, mate. You got the brick and you got Coates. He's not getting a wing. He might take a centre spot, but then you question who. The other week, people were saying Olin was injured. He wasn't injured. They dropped him to Queensland Cup because yeah. they haven't been happy. I think it would come down to that, or he'd be the fourteen rather than Garlic or Wishart, and they'd look at him and go, "You are one." Uh, wing, fullback, centre, six, like those jobs he's done. Yeah, long and short of it is, I think, at worst, he's 14. So, for me, but probably... Puck hasn't come straight in. No, yeah, no for me, he'd probably be the 14 to start with, but if either of those centres... Or, I'd probably know. start with Paps at 14. Good enough. This year, yeah. I wouldn't play him in Cup. I'd play him at 14, and, you know, if minutes is a concern, then give him... And there you go. One of the Barcaster Storm Tigers straight after says, don't make me any 14. They dropped Olam already. Is he the odd one out? Well, he just signed a long-term extension last year, so I don't think he'd be the odd one out, but that was obviously sending a message to him with his form. Probably not to get complacent. Yeah. But if there was a spot I could see someone getting pushed out of next year, if it come down to form, or he's just going too good, it would either be Remus or Olam, but I don't know who's off contract first. I think Remus might be on a shorter-term deal than yeah, what Olam so Remus. But, yeah, the catfish are huge. Uh, Bill McCutcheon says love your work lads good evening with Jazz Tavunga and Tamari Martin coming back in a few weeks possibly after the bye how would you fit these two into the Warriors Jazz I can see but TMM I can't at the moment with Metcalf well mate I think in my opinion you've, you've answered that question yourself I think Metcalf's played consistent football now for a decent period with this spine and Martin's coming off a bad injury I don't know if you'd be changing that spine would, heading into the finals yeah. and I loved what Martin was doing but that's just football sometimes. That when is rugby league. You're in winning form and things are working. It's Sometimes a, you're one injury away from being a better team. And it's not to say that he couldn't make them a better team, but it, there's not enough time to get him back to playing. Yeah, but sometimes just or, a certain player makes your team play better for whatever reason. Oh, I, I think he was well, playing well when he's there, but like you miss that sort of stint. He's not going to come. He could disrupt sure, everything. Provided that they keep playing the way they are. Yeah, but they're playing like they are now mm. with the draw they've got on their own home. So they win five or six of their last seven, yeah, which I think is possible. You're not changing that spine. No. Jazz definitely goes back onto your bench. Who misses out? That's going to be the hard call because they've got flexibility between Siren and Arle's pretty much the only one who's probably a straight-up middle. But, you know, the way they like to play that small ball, that aggressive style, that skill, you know, someone's going to miss out. Mm. But I definitely think Jazz would be the one I'd be making room for. You got I, don't to know, re- I don't know whether he will get back on well, the You've also got to remember Murata. Murata got a long-term suspension, but he's going to come back too. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know whether Jazz makes it back into the team. I think he will. But I, I, that's the other one I just remembered after mentioning before. Murata's been suspended for a few weeks. He's definitely going to be back there somewhere. Yeah. Um, if Barnett, does he play a middle or back row? Like, I think Curran may be one of the guys that's the old man out when those two are back in. And then maybe one other. But definitely a good position to be in, mate. It's good when you're sitting there having headaches like that. So, yeah, I think uh, for tomorrow, it's probably a, a wait and see for the rest of the year. Um, and Zach, who wrote before, said similar thing uh, about the Storm situation. I think it would come down to Oldham and Smith, which, again, is a good problem to have if Manny was going to go in, which is fine. Andrew says, what are some of your indicators that you look at for either uh, in younger players or reserve grader that help you identify that they will transition into a first grader, i.e. Product- productivity on the field, 
missing tackles, are they vocal, etc. Yeah, you want them to be competent defensively. Yeah, certainly. And what that that doesn't just mean hitting and sticking, and it means you know being able to keep their feet in tackles and and win tackles. Like, are they actually dominating tackles in difficult situations? Do they make one on one tackles? I think leg leg speed's a big one. Mm. Well, I think particularly it... at New South Wales Cup level, like to to the NRL, like if you if you're looking. And you're struggling with the speed of New South Wales Cup. Yeah, you're not ready you're gonna, to play. You're going to struggle in, with, at NRL. I think another thing, younger players, I can indicate, depends on the position too. Like it's it's not across the board. There are some things that are across the board. Defensives are non-negotiable. You want to know that they're defending well enough against men to be able well, to make for that. Ha- like for halves, like we we had young Latu Fainu come in in round eight and like he really struggled and he, he'd openly admit that. Um, he, you know, we gave him a plan we want him to do certain things and the plan was far too big for anything that he'd ever tackled before in his, his life. So that was poor coaching on my behalf. I, I sort of had to then, you know, adapt. I had to strip things back and I had to, you know, I guess not start from scratch with him, but I guess learn about what his strengths are, learn about what his weaknesses are and then formulate a game plan, work on the weaknesses really, really hard which is not easy because we, you know, we only see him for captain's run. So you're sort of using the game as development. And that's what New South Wales Cup level's for. Uh, but yeah, it's and then it's decision making in the game. Are they making competent decisions? Are they kicking well? I think for young halves, it's it's as much about defence. Can they handle being a spot in the NRL? Because as soon as you put a young half up in the NRL, you know what? Opposition coaches are going to run a lot of traffic at them. So. Yeah, it's a whole a whole heap of different things. But development's yeah. the best part of it. It's not one thing specifically. Sometimes it's just a gut feel as well. You just look at a player and go, Yeah. Yeah, I think I, you I think job. He's first grade, yeah. But, I, like with Dean, I was I was convinced far more far earlier than a lot of other people. But and that's not to say that I was right or wrong. We'll see we'll see how his first grade career goes, but mm. You know, but, yeah, I was. I didn't need any convincing, whereas some other people did. Yeah, you know? but I guess that's like on the flip of going another example. We mentioned the name last week. Canterbury could have used Dean last year. Like Dean was playing 100%. really, really good footy last year. Let's be they, honest, they were terrible. They didn't look at him at all. Yeah, they were playing Docker Clay, and I think Dean's a better player than Docker Clay. So, but it's yeah. like as as early as some age group, like people go, "They can I play first grade." There's certain guys I will say that hit you in the face. Though I was adamant, along with you, that Matamul would play first grade, but that was a combination of. Great human being. Intelligence. Good leader. Work ethic. Intelligent work. You just look at kids. Some kids like that you look at and go, man, that's everything you're looking for right there. And then he physically developed really, really fast. There's a lot to be said for parents. Mm. And like, I know now he's been in and out a few times. Some people go, oh, be like, look where he's playing. Look at the club he's at. He's only 19, 20 years old. Let's fucking pump the brakes. Yeah, but parents yeah. just in just in terms of instilling a couple of really simple things like just respect. Yeah. Being humble and working hard. They're yeah. like three things. Don't look for excuses. Don't blame other people. No. Don't compare yourself to other people. No. Have a crack. Try your best. Be respectful. And, you know. And don't get me wrong. He's got some natural gifts too, but he's got all the but other I've stuff just to seen enhance. A lot of the players, particularly you know? at Matson ball level, the ones that are coachable, mm. you, you see it in their parents. Their yeah. parents are... Good people. Good people. Who Teaching the right principles. Work ethic. Yeah, you can see that they come from good family. So I think there's a lot... A lot of that is also answered. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. By our personality, the person, not so much the footballer. I think the person often develops the type of footballer. Talent, talent's one thing, yeah, but you're talented and you... If you're you an asshole values and you don't work hard, well, then I can give you an example. You're probably not going to play first. I won't name exactly where, but I went to watch a game this year with a friend um, of one of his nephews or someone who's like at a rep age, and I watched this kid play on the wing, and he was I was like, holy shit! Yeah, how's this guy never played reps? And then about five minutes later, heard yelling from the crowd and this, that, and the other, and then he's yelling back to the sideline, they can't fucking tackle me, this, that, and the other. It was his parents, parents. Yeah. and then they got punted from the ground, and then he was shit talking to whoever was there, and I was like, okay, now I understand why. He's probably the best winger in that comp, and he scored it. I mean, he was dominant against one of the better teams. Again, I'm not going to say what region, what area. Yeah. Um, but I just looked and go, there's half your issue right there. He's probably not going to get the look in because clubs don't want an individual like that. Yeah. And, have, have good mentors. Yeah. It's it's a package deal sometimes, but... Mm. Hmm. Cool question. Big fan. Uh, the GM says, with the dog season all but a write-off, seven rounds still to go, should they rest some of those top-end players, add a car, kick out Burton... Blood more youth, or try to work on some existing combos to carry over. Well, some of the guys there. If you're playing in the NRL, you're trying to win. Everything. You're trying to play, but Addo Carr's already probably done. They were saying that could be three weeks or more. If if I'm them, someone like him, he's on the shelf for me. Yeah. Well, kick out similar. They're saying they're looking at this week. Like if he's not he's a, back. if he's not a hundred percent, he doesn't play. Simple. You invested way too much to waste a few games getting him in. So if you got to wait another two or three weeks... Yeah, I agree with that. Do it. Um, in terms of what else they could blood, I don't know if they could blood much more. They've blooded everybody. Yeah. They've blooded Coloured. They've blooded Skelton now has got a couple of games. They've blooded Blake Wilson. Like Looking at their cup team, there's not really many more that I'm probably looking at long-term going, oh, yeah, he should be playing probably some more first grade. No. Um, and in terms of you know what, what you take away from it, you can do more damage sometimes than good for some guys. So... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'd certainly cycle some of those guys in if people aren't available, but yeah, I don't know if there's a whole lot more to blood through. I'll be interested because I haven't looked yet who they've named at the halves this week. With Sexton out. Yeah. If they've gone back to Flanagan after they've gone, you're not a half, we don't want you here. Play hooker, bring him back as a half, then drop him again. Or have they gone back to a Carlin who they hooked in the game a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. They're the sort of moves, like we said, that can really hurt someone's confidence. Um, but yeah, I... I Certainly persist, but if, if there was anyone that I've missed, I haven't looked at their, their cup team list in probably the last two or three weeks. I, I was happy to see Skelton play because the games I'd seen there, I thought he was worth having a look at in first grade. Yeah. Um, and Wilson as well, but you know, I, don't, I don't know if there's much left for them to blood, if I'm being honest. Sean Howth, I wanted to ask about Gus. Uh, it seems that you boys have a lot of respect for him and he clearly has a lot of influence in the game, but I think he has recently made some horrible decisions, kick out... Crichton on 700k, etc. Should the Bulldogs take that responsibility away from him? Well, I've got respect for him, but I think I've definitely caught him out on a few things, and I, I sort of agree. Um, I don't agree with all the signings. I agree um, with a lot of what he's done in terms of you know pathways and setting up a club, but I think at times maybe he should be a little bit checked on you know some moves or some recruitment, but that's also up to a club how much power they do give to someone. Or having someone who manages the salary cap and 
whether it be money or years. Like at Penrith, I thought he did some good deals, but I think he can find himself in trouble at times where they try to do probably a longer deal thinking that the money's okay at the time, but you look at like a one bike. You're thinking you're getting a good deal on what the potential is going to be, and then within a year, you're sort of looking at it going, well, hold on a minute, we're, we're stuck with this for four more years yeah. on big money. Or Reg, who started off a really good deal, but then things go south at the club. That's not something you can foresee. So probably the real indicator here is money's one thing. I think it's the years that I had a problem with. Four, five-year deals, like you, that needs to be a guarantee. More to the point you just said before. Like the people where you look at it, where it's like a Matamua, great human, works well, plus the ability in this game to go on top of it. It's very rare I'd look at many people and say you're worth four or five years. I'd probably like to operate most things at three years max. Yeah. Um, but I, I certainly don't agree with everything he's done. I think they're probably looking a little bit top-heavy at the moment, in my opinion. But there's one thing I do know he'd be putting time into, which Brock can attest to more than me, is pathways. And they need to fix their pathway. And unfortunately, that doesn't happen overnight. That I can defend him on. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I've got a lot of respect for him. Because hmm. I've well, worked with him and he's, yeah, he's a good operator. All the, all the stuff that happens in the, the media, I guess that's... When you're going to be in the media and you're going to work at a club, you're going to get that. And he takes it in your stride and... Hmm. Has to. Yeah. But he's, um, yeah, doing a good job managing both sides of of the game. Hmm. I like everything. The, pr- the proof in the pudding here will be in a couple of years' time if he's still there. Yeah. I, yeah. If he's still there and the pathway churns some players out and these contracts here. guarantees is the man's got a plan hmm. and every decision that he makes, he feels as though it's the best Yeah, the best thing. And it'd be well-researched. He puts good people around him. You know, Cameron Serrato's a good coach. He's got other people there who are, you know, good at what they do. I think the organisation's in a good good place off the field. On the field, it's going to take, yeah, a bit of time. But the proof will be in the pudding later. That's unfortunately yeah, well, you not You get judged on your results like everyone else in the game. Yeah. And at the moment, fans aren't happy. But that's, yeah. you know, it's been a long-term but struggle. It was, it was so. like that at Penrith as well, the early doors. Mm. They were getting smacked and not competing and, you know. But with the rollers in, take that responsibility away. Well, if they do, he won't be there. So yeah, then you end up in a similar position. Or, or, you know, if you want something to be approved, maybe at a board level where, again, they're probably looking at him going, well, we don't know as much as you do. So He's, not, just... he's not part-time, old Gussie. He's, no, he's 24-7. There. He's there all the time. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Uh, Herb Everstink says, what's the lowdown from Buzz on the Phil V. Phil Fruit? Well, I don't know, but all I know is Gus, and he was particularly angry that he had to come in on his day off. And he said as much. And then they said, put another invoice in on the way out. And he said, I will. But I don't know what else to, more to read in other than he was obviously adamant on his notes. And we know we said it before. Like Gus is very, very good at times at using the media as a weapon as much as he layers up at the media. But there is a divide in between the two. Like Nine and Fox throw shade at each other. Nine wrote an article. There was articles the other week about ratings and numbers on one side being worse than the other. And they'll talk shit about each other. That's what happens like in most things in life there's competition yeah um, but between those two there was no love lost for a long time they sort of kissed and made up for a little bit there and he did a few articles I think in the middle period or the back end of Penrith uh, but then it's yeah. off the rails again but that's that's life mate I don't think they're ever going to get along it's life in the big city so it won't be the last time they have a spat that's for sure Sham says who should be the Raiders 5-8 next year well I'd love it to be Blake Taff Yeah, considering what they've got there at the moment, but I don't think it's going to be anyone who's there at the moment. That's just my opinion. Mm. Um, who have they got there in cup? 
They let Schneider go. I do like Froy, but I like him as a backup, not mm. as a starter. Um, good forward pack, some solid OBs, and what's on market, like we talked about before. I just got a kid from Newcastle called Mitch Henderson. He played, he's played three games. Played New South Wales Cup. Um, a couple of weeks ago when I was previewing, we, we obviously played him on the weekend in New South Wales Cup. So I don't know whether he's someone that they're thinking. How old is Mitch Henderson? Or? I'm not sure. Well, they a... bought him, yeah, two or three weeks ago. Is he playing Cup? He did, did play on the weekend? He didn't play on the weekend. Did say? I thought it was Harry had... Hepper and... They had Frawley and Josh James on the weekend. But the week before that against the Dragons, he played. Mm. Yeah, I was about to say. I thought Ethan Strange was a half. Like, he's only 18. They're using yeah, him as a centre and a winger. He played 5-8 against the Roosters. But he was at the Roosters as a half. And then got moved to the wing in that game. Um, they've also got... They have King, maybe, in flag, or am I wrong on that? Or am I thinking the wrong club? Yeah. But, yeah, there's no one really jumping out of their skin right now for that spot, no. Uh, I know he did say the other week, Ricky Stewart this was, that he could see Sebastian Chris playing there. Yeah, that's so if that was to be the case and Fogarty steered it and they just bring him up more for what he does best, which is ball running side of things. Yeah. I don't quite know how that works, but it'd certainly be a... a a work in progress sort of thing like him playing no, fullback look, this year. They're, they're going to be in the market for someone. But I, I, like, if you're looking at what's out there, like the options aren't great, but if you're looking for an extra half, I, I just really like Blake Taff. I think he's a good attack and player. Yeah, agree. I think he can play next to someone like Fogarty. Um, coming through with Ilias, he actually wore the seven, Ilias wore the six. Yeah. Like he certainly does that game manager role, but I think there's a, there's a fair bit of spark in what Taff does. Yeah. And behind a good forward pack. I, I, I'm all looking at my biggest question still over nine. I think they've got a couple of nines who do good jobs, but I don't think they're ever really settled on anyone. Sometimes they're like Wolford, sometimes Starling's getting more minutes. They had a period there where Levi was playing. He's unfortunately just suffered his second broken jaw. Like I, I thought he would be pretty good with that forward pack, but they've sort of been through a cycle now um, of those couple of hookers. They haven't really locked anyone down after the Hodgson sort of era, which was really obviously yeah, steady for him. Yeah. Um, not saying those guys don't do a job, but I, I find it hard when you look at your spine and go, all right, we're unsettled in two-plus positions. So if you were to move Chris next year for a work in progress, have a core group of nines and then have a, maybe a Savage or if they bring the kid in, Stuart, which would be a big ask early, I think you've probably got a little bit too much instability in multiple key positions. But, yeah, just my opinion. Uh, Paul Neshaw, nine won't go into eight. Cowboys ninth, who misses out on the finals? Well, we sort of said before. I think the Sharks and the Eels are the two at the moment that are staring at each other in the face. Okay. Um, yeah, don't know if there's much more on that one. Smile of Destiny at Mick Cookie says, Hey, lads, congrats on Maddo's debut. After ha- hearing that Brock had worked with him, I wanted to know any players, past or present, you'd like to mentor or coach. Whose career do you think you could have helped or who would you find rewarding to work with for other reasons? Mick. Past or present? That's a good one. <clears throat> Someone to work with. Bloody hell, Mick! That's a ripper. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have anyone specifically. Like at the moment, I'm enjoying coaching the Fainers. I know mm. there's a lot of off-field talk about those boys. I I really like working with Cooper Johns. He's um. He is a character, no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, well, like I'm finding all the all the cut players are good. Um, maybe Brad Abbey a little bit earlier. Like if I, I feel like I've got a good connection with Brad, and he's someone who I think 
probably should have played more first grade than, than what he did mm. and what he may may in the future. Like he's still, I think he's 26, 27. His path was sort of blocked where he was in New Zealand and then he yeah. had some sort of injuries and bounced around a little bit. Roosters, Raiders, like he was at pretty good clubs at the time. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. He, Brock would have more of an impact coaching than I would on some people. If there's someone I would have liked to have been there when he was there playing or had something to do with just to get into his head, I would have loved to have been around when Greg Inglis was there. Because some weeks, yeah, like, or, that bloke was just an absolute fucking animal. But there, there's some people like that you just can't figure out. You well, see, even someone like, um, like when I go into first grade and Brett Stewart's there, mm. and you just hear about, like for me, as a, like as a assistant coach or head coach, you don't work specifically with one certain position, but he certainly broadened my um, ability to coach fullbacks. So just to hang around and be out on the field and watch training and watch, you know, opposed with someone of that, that stature, you just pick up little bits and pieces from someone who's got, you know, the most tries ever at Brookie and well, what were they calling the Prince of Brookie? It was like, it'd, it'd be a sad day at Brookvale if you didn't score a try uh, and just picking up little bits and pieces. Same with someone like Jim Dimmick, like Jim Dimmick's there at the moment. Mm. Shane Flanagan, like guys that have played a, a bit of footy. It was the same at um, Mounties. We had Brett Kamali there. You're always picking up things off different people. Mick, like Mick Potter, classic one. Like he just had so many little little things and little lessons that you just picked up on all the time. I think coaching is not so much, or it's not always, it's definitely not always a one-way street. And I think it's often perceived as that. Like coaches know all and it's just a one-way street. So often I pick things up off players, even if they don't know that I pick things up off them, mm. particularly guys who are experienced and I know. or guys that are retired. On his question... Someone you could have helped. I know someone you could have helped. Who? Big Dave Taylor. Yeah, no, I don't think I could have helped Dave. <laughs> Couldn't help. I know I could have helped him when he went back to Blackwater and started crushing schooners. I could, could have, have sat next to Dave. Fucking screamed at him. Good question, Mick. That's an absolute belter. Uh, CJ says, why the Penrith hate the ultimate working class people in Sydney making good? Well, I think it's pretty straightforward, CJ. Everyone hates a winner. I hate it, Melbourne. Is he talking about us or is he talking about people? I think he just means in general. If you mean us, you, I don't think you listen to the show. I don't, I don't think there's a lot of Penrith hate going on here. The ultimate working class people in Sydney. Well, we live in Penrith. We're fucking from Penrith. Yeah. So, if you mean in a broad context, people hate who wins. That's just tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. Everyone hated Melbourne for a decade. They hate the Roosters. Everyone hates who's on top. The That's fact, life. The fact is, I'll probably win it again this year. Best piece of advice, Mick. Don't worry about other fucking people think. Don't Just listen, don't listen to it. Bathe in the glory of Penrith winning That's if right. you're a Penrith fan and enjoy it while it lasts because we know damn well because we used to be blokes who stood on the hill. I'm not even a Penrith fan. And I used to be able to walk around and get a beer and basically do whatever I wanted. Now I can't even walk at the joint. Yeah, you could fire a shotgun and not hit anyone. That's right. So why things yeah, are if good. if I fired a shotgun, I'd take down 100. Fucking hell, I'd be in for multiple manslaughters and <laughs> yeah. murders and all sorts. So enjoy it, brother. It's yeah. a good period to be a Penrith fan. That's for sure. Fonzie from the Warriors. Good egg, Fonzie. Uh, is the Warriors' right edge attack brilliant or is the Sharks' left ED just horrible? Both. I think it's both, but yeah, I think there's enough from other both. games previously from the Warriors to say that you've got a pretty handy right edge. Yeah. I think you've proven you can play both sides of the field and through the middle. But yeah, do they favour their right-hand side? 100% they do. Um, but, yeah. but the best team at the moment at shortened the defensive line. 100%. I agree with that. Um, Tom, thoughts on Clifford return to the Cowboys? I think it's a smart move. 
He wants to come back from England. He's been playing some okay football in there. Yeah. He's still young. He was playing really good football just before he left. Yeah, Provided patents for the right cash, and I would imagine it would be. It would be. He would. They wouldn't be begging him to come home. They've got two guys that are off junior kangaroo representation that are both re-signed. They've got Tommy and Chad's off. So there'll be a window there where they go, okay, he's only barely mid-20s, still got plenty of potential. We've got two really, really good kids here. Chad's gone. Stable of halves is good, and you can never have enough good halves. Nope. Um, he's certainly not that old, so... Yeah, I guarantee it'd be a very favourable deal in the Cowboys' direction. Uh, at Simon Griffin, JP, he says the Sharks' D was pants, made Rocco Berry look good, and hopefully he takes that confidence and kicks on. Well, I think at times people forget how young Rocco is, and we've said this a few times on here as well. I think they've got one of the better groups of centres, which is a position that a lot of clubs struggle for. Between Vallea, Leia Tower, Berry... Pompey, like the sort of crew they've rolled through there. They're and then stoked. with Roger coming, they've got, you know, if that pushes Chance there or Roger plays there, like they've got some really good OBs. Yeah. Really good group OBs. Um, and Fonzie sort of had a, a few more bits here. If you're a nut like him. Uh, take notes on every set between the 11th and 27th minute. It tells me everything you need to know about how that game went down. Well, don't look at one game, look at all the games, but I, I'd say you've got a fairly handy right edge. Yep. Let's put it that way. And that wraps up Twitter. But because Facebook on the computer's been a complete fuckwit, we'll read one out and then I'll get the phone going and see if that can fix the problem. But Brett McAdam said, what do you think is the issue with that left side defence? Well, I will say one thing, as much as I've hammered Moylan like for the fact that you can get on him part of it also comes from losing the middle of the field I think when you start to lose the middle of the field and things tighten up and the spaces get a little bit wider uh, the spaces get a little bit tighter they yeah they've got no confidence in their inside man that's that's the issue they get very tight and then when they get a team that can square up and hold up the defensive line there's space so yeah what you say is right in that you to win on the inside would help it mm. but if you don't have confidence in your inside defender, that's not going to help. be helped by winning a tackle on the inside. I think that's just going to be helped by working together and solving problems together and building confidence. They look like they're just out of out of confidence. Hang on there. Mate, Facebook. These bloody meta business app and this, that, and all these things they do all the time. Mm. Zach, I know you don't listen and you don't care, but, but fuck you, all right? Stop complicating things for you, the working class bloke who just clicks a button. Doing a lot of swearing tonight, mate. I can't help myself. You're, uh, you're all right. Your problems in your personal life. I spend too much time <laughs> with tradesmen, and over the longer period of time that I've been with them, my vocabulary's just shrunk. Yeah. Because every second, third word is just yeah. Literally said that. A lot of swearing, mate. Hmm. I'm not sure the fans gonna like it. Mate. Something I'll have to address in my personal life, clearly. Hmm. Mm. Too much swearing, you say. I just thought, mate, you very aggressive. Very, very aggressive. Very aggressive. I love it. Uh, Timmy McIntyre. Timmy. Says the Dolphins, are they a success if they don't make the top eight? 100%. They're a success already. Mate, to win and start the way they did. I had them running last and I had them winning. I had them under. 100%. I'm, I was with you. I had them running unders the five and a half. I felt like their lucky. performance on the weekend was as good as a win. I know, you, I know you lose, but... 
those blowouts, yeah, like they're was... a result of origin injuries and what we talked about, they're lack just... of depth in the squad, one year to recruit, considering... Mate, what... the, even the Cowboys had a blowout this year. Mate, the cards... The teams have blowouts. The cards they were dealt, they've done very well. Absolutely. That's, yeah. yeah. 10 out of 10 for this year, the Dolphins. Mm. Aaron Toner, personally, where would you like to see the 18th team base? Well, I reckon we could easily go Queensland again or a second New Zealand team. Perth. So, no, not another New Zealand team. Perth. Mm. That's me. Fair enough. Extra time zone, extra game. Martin Adam, Brock, how much have you seen of Harry Smith for Wigan? In a few years, could he cut it in the NRL? Uh, It's always hard to know. It's always hard to know. But yes, on exposed form, he looks like he could handle the NRL. But the fact of the matter is, you never know until they come in. Come in, yeah. What's your play? I haven't seen Harry Smith. The half, isn't he? I have no idea. I haven't really seen Wigan this year. I've obviously watched the big fella. I think they played him on the weekend, but I only watched the mini. I didn't see the whole thing. Well, you don't. You can't see every game. No, nah, because they only show bloody two a week. I can on, on Cloudbury. I can download them. Mm. But I've only really been paying attention, like I said, to the warranty stuff. Cause yeah, he's a half. Vaughn, over there. Um, so I haven't really seen him. Oh, no. I've seen a little bit of Dodd, who obviously came over here and played against Penrith and everyone's talking about him. Yeah. Plus, Saints seem to be a pretty common uh, one on those games that do pop up, but... Yeah, he's a half. Well, there you go. Uh, how old? 23. So he's still got time on his side. Yeah. Uh, Dean Hopkins says, could this year be the the, ter- the time that a top someone outside the top four wins it? Oh, it's going to happen eventually. It is going to happen eventually. Yeah, I'll put it this way. It's been a very close competition. If for, South finish outside... That's yeah. so for, for South, Cowboys finish outside. And yeah. Cowboys, if they rock up outside of it and they're not head-to-head week one, and they're the two that even, come up... Even the Warriors, yeah. Oh, yeah Could you I imagine think... that, though? Imagine South and that getting home final or being opposite sides of the bottom and you lose week one. And you, go and you roll into full-strength South or full-strength Cowboys. It wouldn't be ideal. Or full strength warriors. You'd be rolling into week three, not feeling too great if you do manage to get your way through. No. I think this year it's going to be very important if that's the sort of top six teams to make sure you win week one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would certainly hurt. Kieran Flanagan, he says, do you think Buzz is a wine or a port guy? Both. Yeah, I think. I don't even hesitate to I say that. I think all in sundry. I think anything you can find in the cabinet. Yeah. Buzz would dabble in all the fine liquors, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Be the sort of he's person. He's fucking greening out. He's, <laughs> he's got a blade. Oh, too good. Don't you fucking turn on me. <laughs> Don't you turn on me. Uh, how good. Beck Dylan Beverly says, who is a player or players you think are sitting in the lower grades who should be in the NRL now? And what's your thoughts on Jack Howth at the Storm? Should he just wait his turn or give time to develop? Or is it a waste of money to pay him and not play him well? When you look at it, again. Melbourne, Melbourne would have a plan. Melbourne definitely have a plan because they signed him for five years and he's only 19. Yeah. So he's also not just playing. I think a lot of people... Is he top 30 or development? No, he's top 30. But I think people aren't actually understanding. He's had a lot of injuries too. He's not not playing because a lot of people see him on Supercoach and hear about him. He's had a lot of injury problems. Yeah. He's not on the outer suddenly or not playing well. Um, There's been consistent issues with shoulder and other things where... Every time he seems to get back, he's only lasted a month or five weeks, which comes with being that sort of age and being pushed to that level. Some guys get a bit of a bad run, and it takes them over to 2021 to develop physically. Yeah. But they made a long-term investment, clearly, on the talent that he's got. Yeah. 100%. I haven't heard anything out there character-wise or this, that, and the other that some might have been leaning towards because he hasn't played. But to make a five-year investment on some of that for Melbourne, 
they obviously have a pretty decent opinion of his football. Yeah, Brandon Trindle, like he's going to play on all this week. Yeah, I think he's a Trindle should be playing great. He should be playing week in week out first grade. Um, should be in the NRL now. Elsewhere, like yeah, it's probably more guys well, like Chevy him. Stewart. He's one. He'll to be keeping on. He's soon. going to develop through. Osamua uh, played on the wing Michael for Osamua. Canberra. He was very good. He's a good player. He's he was 19's origin last year. Just trying to think about. He's still young. I think Tracy playing this weekend is well deserved because I think if he's at most yeah. other clubs, he'd get a start. Yeah, he's been playing great football. There's a couple of that Kalani going at the Warriors. Yeah, Viliami Vilaya. And he's funny old going because he was at Canberra in the twenties, and I thought he was okay, but yeah. he's sort of a late bloomer. He's like maybe 26, 27. He's yeah? playing good, man. He's playing good football. Uh, they've had a couple that have sort yeah, of brought I mean, back. Leia Tower was injured at the moment, but he got his debut. Yeah, they got a lot of good guys in New South Wales Cup. Jacob Laban will be there eventually as well. LeBan. Good player. Uh, they've had a couple. Their halves are a bit random. They've impressed me. Twelve Graham's actually been good over there too. Yeah, I like him. The few games I've seen. Jeezy's put some size on. I like him, man. He's huge. Yeah, there's, a, yeah, there's some in every team. Mm. But yeah, there's always a couple if you really skimmed the New South Wales Cup and had a look. Brett Sim says, why can't third-party agreements be transferred to everybody? How about we have another magic round to open New Zealand, round one in New Zealand, and why can't the NRL control the blue shirts on the field, the centre run out with the players from the start? It's, got, it's, it's, getting, it's going bad again, man. Even at cup level, it's starting to piss me off. Uh, just They just go out on the field and they stand out there the whole for the whole set. Yeah. It annoys me massively. And the, the I don't usually like bagging officials, but it's something the ground managers need to address and start to enforce. Because in the end, once you start letting it slide, you let it slide, you don't enforce it, they'll stay out there longer. That's just the nature of the beast. Yep. Agree with you there. Uh, in terms of the Magic Round New Zealand, we, we had the ideal. Mate, 100%. Two Magic Rounds. Get Have it. one in Australia, one in New Zealand, and yep. move it around. Two different parts of the year. Um, no issue with that and why can't third party agreements be transferred to everybody I think he's saying split up well but like all the money pulled together I think that's what he means I'm about to say either that or unless you mean transparent but third parties just everything to me should be transparent it's just a dark art full stop RLPA can whinge all they want I think player salary should be uh, transparent Mm. just like my salary is transparent yeah fair enough mate uh, Brandon Bizzle says you're building a new club and you're guaranteed to sign someone. Yep. Which forward would you sign? Which back would you sign? And which coach would you sign? I'd like Payne Haas. That's pretty handy. As my forward. Your forward. My back, Latrell Mitchell. Thank you. Latrell back. 100%. Coach. Um, that's, a good, that's a good question. I'll go Webby. I'll take Webby. Webby. I'll take Webby. Mm. Mate, well, like, the easy one would be to say Bellamy or Bennett. Mm. Or Bell, that? Bellamy. Like Robinson. I've still got a lot of respect for Robinson. I don't know how many oh, I'd like to I'd say... Take any, like any... If you're coaching first grade, you know how to coach. Mm. I'd like to say a flashier type of forward, but if, if it's going to be a cornerstone on either side, yeah, I'd probably be looking more like a Haas or a Tina yeah. if you're going to give me an option right now. Um, Fish would be very close for me, but yeah, I'd probably maybe take one of the other two. But it'd be a prop if I was going to take it forward. Um, I'm like, I'll go the opposite. You'd just be different. Instead of Haas, I'd go Tina. Yeah. I really like what he's doing at the moment. And an OB, similar to you, would have to be either a fullback or a half. 
at this sort of point in time. Not like nine was important, but I kind of feel like the nines haven't been as impactful this year, to be honest. Yeah. Or it's been a bit of a Harry Grant, a lesser extent there. Um, but yeah, like when you look at something like that, pretty similar to you, it'd, it'd have to be between a one and a seven. So like Cherry's probably a bit too old for me at the moment. So you'd be more looking at someone like a Nath. Um, if yeah. you were going to go, imagine if you got clear in Haas, like a seven monster, stop the fight. Yeah. Well, and again, if you're going to look at a one, yeah, you'd probably look at someone like Trell, but again, cornerstone pieces and coach, I'd go Belzer. Yeah. That's I thought he meant like outside back as in one to five. Oh, half, half I'd go Cleary. Well, I guess, you know, back or forward, one to yeah. seven or whatever, but yeah. Um, and yeah, which is more important, do you think, the player or the coach? I think if you're building a new club, I think the coach is more important. No, players are always more important. Okay. I think like a Wayne Bennett, where he is right now, to put the principles and the culture in from the start. That, oh, they, they For a brand new club. Other. Yeah. What's more important? Players. But I think the coach you got better also... players than... Yeah, but at a brand new like, club, I think you need the right coach to get those players in to start to build the well, dig the well. Yeah. So it's a bit two-way there. Zach Bax is Matt Mon, the worst defender in the NRL. It looks like it to this Sharky's fan, but maybe there is someone on another team I'm not watching as closely. Well, you've been saying it for two years. No, I said it. It's not even trying to be a character assassin. It's just looking at what they had there with Trindle, thinking that yeah. there's more to his game, and for that reason as well, if you're going to miss sort of those tackles, I'd probably want a little bit more um, on the other side of the ball in return. Like Maloney back in the day, and I said that near the back end of his career. It was a bit... People thought I was being a bit harsh. The back of his career, he was doing more bad than good. Yeah. When he was missing five tackles, he giving away three shit penalties early, but he was setting up three or four tries and backing up and scoring and kicking goals up the ground in a fashion. It was fine. Yeah. But the back end, he was broken, beaten up, bit slower, not as impactful with the ball, and there was more negatives than positives. When you're one of those guys, the scale has to outweigh the other way, so you can overlook some of that shit. Yeah. But you can't be missing the most tackle in the comp and be the most penalised. And similar for Moylan, if you're going to miss five or six a week or have the guys outside you have to ride shotgun with you a little bit more often there's got to be more coming back on the attacking side of the ball and he's not even the dominant half and at this point compared to where he started early in his career he's not as dominant a runner as he was either it's true so for those sort of things I think the yeah the cons certainly outweigh the pro at this point in time uh, Andrew Rooney origin in Auckland you'd pack out Eden Park don't think Aussies have any idea how big and tribal origin is in New Zealand yeah if, I'd be honestly, I'd cop there. that more than some of the shit they've sold it to. I'd, exactly. I'd, I'd take it to a rugby league market. That's fine with me. I have no problem with that. I, no, that's the sort of thing that I'd invest in as a football but fan. I, don't th- I think it should be once every three years. Yeah, not every year. So, well, I, think the once, I think at the moment it should be once, like, there's one year where Queensland get two, one year yep. New South Wales, and then one with a neutral. You've said exactly what I was about to say. I think at the moment we should do that. Every third year you get a neutral, and it turns into a big fucking bidding war. Yeah, and whoever gets it, that's because it is what it is. But in terms of the advantage that comes with that, it should apply. Because that being gone now has annoyed me the last few years. So many series, I think, would have been probably in favour if you could have two cracks at home. Yeah. But they've sort of passed that on. Well, Queensland got three games at home in COVID. And we still won. That's the disappointing thing. Mm. Steve McCormick, why don't they use the same person in the bunker for all three Saturday games? Having different video refs for each game is the same old video ref. I thought that was to get consistency in the bunker. I don't mind the idea of it. Yeah. I just don't think we ever get consistency between all of them because they all see it different ways. But for that side of things, yeah, the interpretation... If it's someone who's horrible, you'd be saying get them out of there. Yeah, get the fuck out of there, but... Mm. Yeah, I think uh, that's one again that we've said before, same as refereeing decisions and consistency on certain interpretations. We're never going to get it. 
Brendan, why do I, will my suffering as a Tigers fan ever end? Yeah, well. Real question, though. What's the best way to learn more about NRL tactics? I find I pick up more detail from listening to you boys than anything offered by mainstream broadcasters. Well, because the mainstream broadcasters don't talk about it. Mm. They don't show it. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Let's keep listening to the show. I can only put one thing on that sometimes. In defense. Share, uh, share the show. Because yeah, if we, we get a bigger platform, then... This is probably the biggest. We can thing. share more. Get a lot of people that message and say, this is great. I'm like, in terms of the sharing and posting and putting it out there, need to be a bit more vocal, guys. Mm. Um, other than that, I get just watching more yourself and trying to figure some stuff out. Yeah. From, like you said, if you think you've learned something here or hear something, look at it and see it and then sort of just build off. Just watch, watch more footy. That's how I've probably got half of mine. You've put a lot more time in, in precise video. But just, uh, you know, as someone when you play and then you just watch more footy and you just learn more. And then watching different teams, how they play, or coaches and what they're trying to do. But mainly just watching footy. Uh, Zach Bax says, a bonus question. Now he's been dropped. Is Matt Mullen going to be the worst defender in New South Wales Cup? Dear Lord. I'm not sure who played. I thought I was being a little bit ruthless there. Everyone's teeing off on the old boys there. If he, if he does, I'll be coaching against him this weekend. What do you reckon they'll do? Just rest him? I don't think they'll play him. No. No. But that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm fair on. enough. Uh, Andrew Somerville says, do you guys agree that different types of games should be ref differently? The most obvious is origin. But you can also see that night matches between top sides and prime are ref differently to, say, a Saturday Arvo game, and finals games are ref differently again. Yeah. We are one of the only sports that does it. I'm in the minority and think the rules should be applied no matter who does it. Well, I agree with you that they definitely get ref differently. But I'd say in the NBA, I think the fouls lesson in the finals and in the NFL they certainly put the flags away at times yeah. for bigger games I um, think Origin should be refereed differently but no other game should be mm, I'd agree with that Origin to me should be a bloodbath yeah but yeah we've sanitised our sport so mm. which is the thing we laugh at all the time because when you look at the ad campaign though we're still all, people we're flying all, we're all the animals like look at my son all he wants to do is tackle <laughs> he wants to tackle like look, an eight miles I just don't uh, all right, I was just look at my son. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've said, hey, "Mate, you got to stop leaving with your head." Everybody comes in for a hug, you just charge it in his face. Yeah, it's excellent. That's where we come from. Later we get on, sanitized. We mm. we come out as beasts, as animals. Um, this one I can answer real quick. Jaden Morale says, "With so many forward passes, should the bunker be able to decide if they are allowed to determine which way a drop ball goes?" Well, they do. It's a knock on. Mm. Well, not a knock on. I think you might be talking about four passes. Mm, that's what I was about the to say. The bunker should be able to rule on four passes, I think. If they're fucking in blatant. A, in a blatant. scoring play. Yeah. Or live, if you're saying no, just, I just in general if play. No, I just think if it's an absolute howler, they should be able to call it. Mm. Because that's why we've got them there, don't we? To, make, to lessen the impact of errors. Mm. Make sure it's a more fair game. So if there's a blatant forward pass I don't understand why they can't pull it up yeah I think it's another one of those ones though Jaden where we've had people you know saying at one point the bunker was doing too much then it's not doing enough it's sort of that balance again where unfortunately we're never going to be able to make everyone happy or what they're allowed to able to re, you know act or you know react to Johnny Girdler uh, how many more seasons until no answers Robertson gets the boot well we saw it <laughs> we addressed that <laughs> one before I think he gets a pass sort of for this year. He'll, he'll have an answer. With what he's done. Um, and then, yeah. If and it may be the checkbook. 
if they're dishing up a little bit of the same next year, well, then there'll definitely be pressure. There'll be pressure. You won't get two years in a row like that, the Roosters. Uh, Darcy Grimman says, is there any players that you think are underrated or unrecognised and anyone you want to shine a light on as an up-and-comer or unsung hero? Well, we gave some of those guys there, but he says the more random, the better. I'll give you one. Gordon Chan Kum Tong. For you, blokes. What a legend. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, unsung. Mm, that's always a good one. Well, underrated. I don't know if he's so much underrated anymore, but unsung for me. I've been banging his praises more so this year. I think Nat Butcher is a really good footballer. And especially in terms of been going like an absolute bastard. Mm. I think he's doing a hell of a job. And a guy at Melbourne, uh, I probably, when he got there, oh, again, I've said it before, There's some, there's been a lot of times I've raised an eyebrow. Josh King has well exceeded my expectations for what he does for the Storm. Yeah, he goes good. Um, when I watched him at Newcastle, I thought, how's this guy play this many games even off the bench? How's oh, he play Philip <clears throat> Yeah, he definitely goes. He's a, he's a gun. Unnoticed. Um, but the more random, the better. I'm trying to think of a really, really good one off the top of my head of someone who I really like. I usually throw names at you sometimes, but you just stare at me sometimes. Yeah. Because you just like, shut the fuck up. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> you're, just, you're still talking, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Mm. I reckon Bryce Carwright's gone pretty... He's been pretty unsung. This year he has been. Mm. I'm, I'm surprised someone hasn't tried to sign him yet. Not saying you've got to break the bank, but I, I easily would have gone to him with a two-year deal and fucking tried to lock him up the way he's playing. I was trying to think about guys who were a bit maligned that are going good. Or vice versa, guys that are really good that are struggling. Or a couple of toilers. A couple of toilers. Bought the tea. Mm. That is a good one. That's probably one I have to sit down and write a little bit more, Dave. It's hard off the top of the head. To be honest, off the top of the head, especially at this time of night mm. after a couple of tinnies. But love your work, mate. That's a good one. We'll get back to you on that one. Benny Lloyd. Maybe you fucking won't. Yeah, well, I inbox these people afterwards. Yeah, right. That's what I do. Mm. Benny Lloyd, what's your solution for Origin? I'm not a fan of changing it. I think it's part of the game. And I'm okay that every team, average teams get to possibly win against the better teams. Well, I'm not. I've got a solution. It's good for fans of Gumby teams seeing their team win a game or two. And it makes clubs invest in lower grades for fill-ins. Last thing I want is origin at the end of the year. I'm done with football by then. And peak football is around round 10 and the height of excitement. I get the concerns, but at the end of the season isn't the fix. PS fellas have been traveling to Queensland each year since game three 2014. He's got a photo with his crew. Oh, mate. I want to have 10 beers with those blokes. Yeah. Good. Next time that is a side, I will see you there. Done. At the Caxton when we go um, full Barney again. My solution is... That we have like a challenge cup during origin, a different competition. Or you open up that sort of window of international that we've talked about and just... No, because no. you've got international players playing. So then not have Australia, that's fucking stupid. I'd, I'd have a challenge cup. So have NRL every week. So you start with how many teams we've got at the moment? 17? Mm. 17? Yeah. So whether you want to pull it and have, you know, three rounds into, you know, some semis in a final or, or you just want to have it straight knockout, however you want to do it, like a four or five week competition, get, in a, get a stack of um, prize money involved and I'd make sure all the games are played at a regional centre in the country. I'd have the final played at, final, final is bitted off, so the grand final goes to the highest bidder and... 
Origin players aren't allowed to play in that competition. So it'll actually, for some of those teams that are down the bottom, it'll be a little bit of a focus and give their fans a little bit of hope for a shorter period of time. So, you know, like when we saw the Bulldogs beat South, I don't think that should have an impact on the NRL because it's a false economy. Uh, but I feel like if we just have another competition, like a knockout competition or a yeah, shorter version of a competition, you could run Origin parallel to it and then only have like 17 NRL rounds. There you go. The man with a plan right here. No, Give a call to Andrew Abdo, yeah? Get well, your, get your yeah, shot. Everyone, everyone says, oh, you can't. Like, I heard Gus last night go, it's broke, but don't change it. Well, well it's broke. I'm not, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure that's the Let's right go this approach. way. If Souths come out of it with more injuries and on top of what they had and miss the finals, that's a fucking travesty. You're still going to get injuries. I get that. You're still going to get injuries. You're never going to avoid But if it completely derails someone's season. But you're also going to get injuries in this comp. So, mm. you know, but for the team that's out of finals contention, like a Tigers or, a, you know, for those bottom four or five teams, hope is renewed for five weeks during Origin. And I also think during that period, again, the three consecutive weeks sort of thing, you can put more than enough football in there. Yeah. Origin, like we said, I'd bring back the 17s, 19s, 21s version, whatever there is now. Yeah. And you know what? For all I, those grades. For the people that say, I have two buys in the NRL draw. Well, everyone's going to have one buy, obviously, mm. because you. And then I'd throw another one in there. Or more well, yeah, no, I probably wouldn't actually. Residents. What is it? 17, 17 teams. Seventeen teams. Still twenty-four rounds, but uh, twenty-four. So it'd be eighteen, it's gone 18 rounds. Eighteen. Eighteen with a buy. So I'd have that. I'd have this competition, and I'd also make it. I'd try and get to eighteen teams as soon as possible, and I'd go top ten. And I'd have a longer final series. Yeah, you could do that. Because everyone's like, well, finals is where we generate our money. Cool. Bring more teams into the finals. Mm. There you go. You need to sit down and talk with Abdo, y'all. Got the shark in the car park with the odd walk. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, Brett McCann. That's like even New South Wales Cup. New South Wales Cup is top five. Mm. It's ridiculous. I don't know why it changed from top eight. I like so top eight. So dumb. Same as all the junior stuff. So dumb. Top eight format was good. New South Wales Cup. Like the other comps, I'm like, yeah, okay, top five, whatever. Because for the most part, it's a pretty fair comp. But for New South Wales Cup, those guys coming in and out and in and out and in and out. Like, how many times have we seen, you know, I might go back and have a look at this. How many times have we seen someone oh, win. seventh or eighth win it? Newcastle the other year, one of the years where I was like, man, has he got this when Canberra was stacking them. Yeah. Got some guys back at the back end of the year, come from like seventh yeah. with old Rostel, and they rolled everyone. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? There you go. Yeah. Um, but it did. Yep. Steelers with Demetrio I think won it from 4th or 5th there you go like they had injuries during the year or their form wasn't the greatest but when they got on board with his playing style and the game plan they went on a run at the back end yep. sort of surprised a lot of people so it has definitely happened yeah did the dogs that's win my it argument. the other year from deep that's my argument so it has happened a few yeah. times but also like this year I'm looking at the Warriors this year going it's a travesty it's not a top 8 because the injuries early in the year and the problems they went through compared to what they could potentially get back in a few weeks with Tamara and Martin and the players we talked about before I think they're a dark horse to win New South Wales Cup. Yeah, I agree. Because there's three or four really good players that are going to they're coming forth. Push back there very, they're very soon. Forth. Um, and if they do fall back there, they're more than adequate NRL players. Yeah, it doesn't but, take many man, NRL I think players the to drop back. Could definitely win it. But yeah, same deal. Because it's the top five, they might miss. No, I don't think they'll miss it. Well, I hope they don't. Because if they get a few back, I think they're going to be red hot contenders. I don't think they will. So there you go. 
Brett McAdam, I think I answered yours first, but we've answered this plenty, is the issue with their left-side defensive Cronulla. It's, like I said, it's, it's a multiple issue, like Brock said. Don't trust the person inside of them. Um, they disconnect at times, but they also get beat in the middle, which puts more pressure on your edges. But a whole new left edge this week, uh, that's certainly going to be tested as well. But Fitzy needs to send a message. He's, he's done so. Yeah, bit of panel beating. Matt Bishop, going to be some informed teams coming from the bottom of the top eight, first year potentially for a team to win outside the top eight. So more of a statement, but that was asked before. And like we said, Seahawks Cowboys, the few that could land there, it could definitely be that yeah. year. No doubt. Cam Irving, nice for bringing the questions back, lads. And he says, top eight, uh, who misses and why? Well, similar to what we said. I think Cowboys, Eels, uh, do you think, more well, similar deal, fifth to eighth, yes. Some of fifth eight win it. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for the good times, especially the buzz impersonations. That's yeah. all right, Cam, mate. We, we like doing buzz. Mm. Buzz is fun. In that Randy Wanless video, honestly, was it Bradman best? Buzz Rothfield. <laughs> How's it feel? <laughs> so good. You and guys all bag me. People, people don't want to hear my opinion. I'll go on Twitter and talk about cricket. <laughs> no, you fuck. Ryan Harris, you will go to sleep. He you gives go, him the Billy Madison. Happy Gilmore, sorry. You'll go to bed or I'll put you to bed. Okay. Not everybody. <laughs> That's so good. Hilarious. Uh, Joel Whaling, the drums were bleeding. Who would you put your money on to throw about a handful of rice at the barn door? <laughs> Hoops or Buzzmet? If Hoops, they're too hard to the split, WWE, Hell in a Cell, all 17 coaches in. Who wins? Belly. Belly would be the dirtiest fighter of all. He's always biting his lip and shit. He'd be doing ankle locks and all sorts. Peyton's a big lad. I think he'd be somewhere near the end with his big chrome dome. He'd get tossed, mate. Well, Wayne's dead. He'd turn to dust the moment someone punches him. See Ivan. Ivan's hobbling around. Yeah. Ivan's had a few issues. Yeah. And he's too nice. Adam O'Brien, I think, goes over as well. No, I don't know. Adam had that thing where they talked about him at the races on the beers. I reckon he'd be a bit of a mad dog. Okay. Give him a well, couple. Maybe of... he finishes midfield. Oh, uh, it's hunting season. Tim Sheen's bye bye. Oh, Sheen's been with Wayne. He'd be in the corner, yeah. just done. I think they just hop out of the ring. I'm not even sure they get thrown over. Webby doesn't mind putting an arm bar or a grip on someone. I'll tell you who, I'll, I'll throw a dark horse out there. They're lucky he's not a head coach. All the coaches are lucky Madge isn't a head coach anymore. Sticky. Fucking hell. When, <laughs> when Madge was in front of us and the bicep grabbing and just his whole body language hey, when he's bush. talking. Holy shit, he's intense. He's a kid. Couple of big fellas. I was watching him. Just, oh, everything, I love him. I love him too, but everything he was flowing through. I'm like, this man's just ready to fucking run through a wall. Yeah. He'd go to pound town on everyone, I reckon. Ricky would bottle someone. Yeah, Ricky would <laughs> be up there. I reckon Ricky, and a couple of the old Raiders guys, just yeah. a bit of dog in the fight. Peyton. Peyton, Webby, that'd be sort of like a final four, maybe. Serato's too pretty. I count him out. <laughs> too pretty. He's too good looking. He's out. Who else are we missing? Demetrio. Brad Arthur's an angry little prick, but he'll probably get Spartan kicked in the chest. Nah, Demetrio's similar deal. Jimmy Lenahan, bye bye, mate. The big bear. He's gone. The dancing bear. Kevy. Kev. Kev would <laughs> be crying. <laughs> Okay, These are all bricks. Stop picking on me. Why can't win this? Let's uh, go. Who else are we missing? That's can't a great believe, question. Can't believe you Kev. Kev. Kev just be melting down. Yeah, yeah I, I reckon it goes to a fatal four way at the end. They're all gone. It'd come down. I reckon to Kev comes in with a chair, though. Webby. He brings his chair in. Peyton, Belly, and Sticky. That's Sticky the final will bring four. Sticky a chair. He's Actually, mind you, I've probably left out the 
the silent but violent type. They were at Cronulla. They, re- they reckon Fitzy does yeah. jiu-jitsu on game day because he reckons if the players have to be punished, he has to go through it too. <laughs> so the sick prick goes like in the morning and does like three hours of jiu-jitsu and turns up like showered. He's got some so he might be doing the old buzz, tap, tap, and have someone in the chokehold in the corner. I reckon actually Fitzy might win it. Yeah, we, we've just... He like was a said, tough player. You know what he is? He's the guy from The Simpsons when the... Yakuza turns up on Homer's front lawn and there's a little guy with his mm-hmm. arms crossed and then Homer's like Marge come inside he's like you, you're gonna wait you know when he does something it's gonna be good and he closes <laughs> the door and you just hear oh. <laughs> yeah that's good that's quality good chat good chat uh, Nick Spence what positions did you guys play and who was the better player who <laughs> was the better player who was the better player hard to judge so I'm not gonna make a call on that one uh I played more as a middle at the back end, but sort of played edge as well. So, but mostly back row, middle. Yeah, I was back row. Second row prop. You probably spent a little bit more time back row and a little bit of center. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, I think in the end, when you're playing a smaller team as well, I played more as a middle, which is always a downside of playing that sort of team. But yeah, probably the prime years were probably more edge sort of style. But yeah. I finished playing that. Yeah, 13. More, more how they they're playing thirteen now. Like it's sort of yeah, ball play. Come full circus, yeah, full circus, full circle. Mm. Well, I had some similar problem even as a middle where it was like oh, I don't pass as much now. I look at it now, and I go, all they want you to do is that's why now I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm right up for this. This is good. And similar to an edge, got told yeah, your offloading is like a great attribute. And then you get to like a rep level, and they're like, oh, stop offloading. I'm like, well, fuck, can't be cake and eat it. That robot style was right in at the absolute peak when I was playing. Yeah, you, you played more robot footy than I did. It was. Uh, at the worst, probably time. And yeah, I think I'd be better suited to the way things are going now with the six again and the ball moving around, that's for sure. Used to love force and an offload. Uh, Dane Johnson, what do you guys think are Ed Webster's best attributes as a coach? So many have failed at the Warriors except Cleary, and I'm wondering what makes him different. Just shows that there's good up-and-coming coaches that need to be given a chance. It's got nothing to do with football. This is the thing. Mm. It's got nothing to do with He's football. a quality person. He's a good person. He'll I- have a simple message. He'll have mm. a buy into it. And he'll be making a lot of connections. Mm. And you can see that with them as a whole. They're all loving life. Then once they you get them bought in, they'll they'll eat from the hand. Mm. And that's what he's got plenty of knowledge. And no ego too. He knows how to win footy games. It's not like these ones walking in. I've fucking done this. I've been here. I've done this. None of that. Yeah, I think he understands a club. Mm. He's been there before. You don't you don't understand clubs until you're in the four walls and. He's been there before. That's right. And, and you even saw it when we we said it when we had him there. Him coming back. To work with Matt's ball, he's never that guy. Who's like I'm from NRL. Like, he just was there for the kids. Yeah, doing the right things, teaching football. There was none of this like, yeah, my name's fucking Sansa, and I'm from here, and I'm in it. Like none of that. You get some blokes to do that shit, and you just look at him and go, what a toss. Yeah. None of that was there for Webby. Webby was there purely for footy and purely for the kids. That's right. And they liked him, and that translates. And particularly over there, we brought it up, which is why I think Peyton might have worked him well, ex player, but understood when to give him the carrot, when to give him the stick, and they bought into what he did for that short period of time. I think yeah. Webby in a similar boat, similar sort of person. Understands the players, understands the club, has that balance, has their respect. And on top of that, I think they're all buying in for one another, which is as important as anything. They just seem so happy, which is a big part of footy. Yeah. If everyone's getting along and it's a good environment, that's half the battle with footy. If you fucking don't like half the blokes and you've got factions and it's a torn up thing, it's like work. I just think he had a clear plan about how he wanted to do it. 100%. And he would have had reasons for it. And it's, it's paying off. Mm. Darcy Grimmett had like uh, more Dean Madison types playing cut. We've gone through some types that should be playing. 
Um, Adam Martin, go-to meal from the Colonel. Oh, I don't even know if there's really a go-to. Just I like the tenders. Brock's, yeah, tenders you're a, you're a nuggy and tender kind of guy. Yeah. Whereas me, I just fucking like everything from there. Depends on the Friday. If it's got a bone in it, I don't want to fucking see it. Yeah, well, I'm the opposite. Stock standard Friday, most Fridays, is the old three-piece. Yeah. Three-piece feed, but you can keep your potato and gravy. I just want gravy. Yeah, I'm with you on Bread that. roll, Pepsi. But I, I, I am partial to a Zinger box, a couple of Wiki Wings. Please. But I do love every so often. Fucking wings. Well, there's 1,500 bones in it. A little bit of chicken. Nah, that's, that's all good with me. Yeah. They got the 20, 20 tenders and nuggets at the moment for 20. That's an absolute Jesus. deal. 20 but, nuggets and... What is it? Oh, 20 total. You get. I think it's 10 nuggets, 10 tenders, 20 bucks. That's a rip-off. No, it's not. 10 tenders and, t- and 10 nuggets for 20 bucks. It's a dollar a nugget, bro. You can blow it at you, right? A dollar a nugget, that's, Mate, that's a Mate, charge you like $11 for like 6 They were doing 24 nuggets for 10 bucks. Yeah. The tenders, 20, tenders 20. are bigger than nuggies, mate. Come on, mate. Their, tender, on, mate. their tenders are, are small. Ah, I don't care. KFC, that's a fucking rip-off. It's good. Mate, rip-off? Macca's is the rip-off. I don't care either, mate. It's uh not long ago, because I, I like the coffee. That's about it, because it's the only option I get most of the time for work. Macca's coffee? Yeah. I didn't have an option. Went there, and I was like, yeah, can I get like a large quarter pound? I'd be like, that'll be like $17, and the burger was a fucking cheeseburger. Like, what is this? <laughs> KF, you spend 15 you get a box full of Grecian love. Unlucky That's too. what I expect. I want to go home with my heart hurt and my Actually, stomach I full. Tell you, we had to take the little girl into Westmead Children's on Monday, so I had the two older siblings in the car we mm. were going to go to time zone at Parramatta for the team fucking roll up there at 9 o'clock you reckon time zone was open at 9 o'clock no 10 Definitely. o'clock open so I took him to Macadies and Lila got a hash brown a McDonald's Henley had a box of cookies and I had a double sausage and egg add bacon and a coffee sausage McMuffin and I was <laughs> like that is delicious it was tiny you're, oh, mate, all this. Tiny, that's what I mean. Yeah. You got a dirt bird, mate. You got a box full of goodness. You get your money's worth. I think that cost me, so a meal, like a, it was a medium coffee. Yeah, would have been with a hash brown. 12, 13 bucks. I bought an extra hash brown. So I had, and then the box of cookies, it cost me yeah, about 20 bucks. Mate, I'm telling you, as a person, because like I said, that's where I basically get coffee because that's the only option. I use the app. The app is brilliant. Yeah, who's that? The Macca's app. Yeah. Because if you buy stuff normally off the menu, you're an idiot. If you use that, like some mornings I walk in and I'm about to just get my coffee and it'll have like two hash browns for two bucks. I'm like, all right, so. Yeah. Or you can have a coffee and two hash browns for $4. I'm like, bang, because the coffee costs $5 on the time. Yeah. But other than that, you buy a straight up meal now, was left dissatisfied, it was ordinary and it cost me 15 I was like, that is a joke. Ronald McDonald. But when you really look at it, like people that get angry, they're basically a real estate business. They don't care about the food they serve you. Don't know. Look where they are. They've got one with every kilometre and a bit. They've just got real estate everywhere. They're killing it. Yeah. They don't care what you think about their food. Neil Donnelly, who did the buzz impersonation first and who does it better? I don't even know who done it first. I just think we just always liked watching buzz on there and yeah. rip it off. There's a lot of impersonations we don't do on here. We are quite big on that in general life. Yeah. Voices. I love voices. Yeah, you're, you're a better impersonator. Right? I love doing voices. At You're work. far better than I am at impersonating. At time. Just like before, the South African one's one of my favourite. There's a guy at work in the call centre every time I ring, he's like, hello. And I just think of Abdo straight away. Hello. Anytime anything has orc in it, I'm like, yes, he wants us to go to the car park with the shark mm. and the odd vork. But 
all that stuff right up my, in my wheelhouse. But Buzz, Buzz is just one of those people. It's like teachers. Everyone's had a teacher in their life. You look at someone, that's very impersonable. You look at them, mannerisms, characteristics, and then you hear a voice, you're just like, oh. I still rip off teachers and all sorts of people that I've met during my life. There you go. It's the best. Jamie Dutton, how many beers will be consumed at Henson Park this weekend and will Blue Blurt have an overs and unders market? Well, I'm not going because I'm commentating and, and Boxhead's coaching. I'm not drinking one beer there. So, unfortunately. Because. Craft shit. It's absolute. Poop. What's the stuff called? Is it Newtown or whatever? Pale ale. Yeah, no pale They ale. charge fucking a million dollars for it. They hit you. Sorry, oh, Jamie. In terms of overs, unders at the ground, yeah, it'll be... Oh, if you're going to go... I think that's what he's talking about, isn't he? No, I think yeah. he's asking... About us. Blue bet for us. Oh, yeah, no. I'm commentating in your couch, so... Over 0.5, I would say. If you want to have an overs under market at if Blue... If we win, I'll have... A couple maybe of Maybe two great Northerns. Northerns. If you're on an overs-unders market at Bluebet Stadium from Bluebet, about how many would drink at a Penrith game when it's Penrith Storm? Penrith Storm in the open air box. I'd set that at three hours between the two of us. Hot. I'd set it at 20. 30. There you yeah, go. Right. You've got it even heavier. 30. There you go. Maybe go half that. 24 Couple weeks time. Good times. Yeah. Uh, and Neil says, how much preparing goes into each episode each week? Well, try to watch every game most weekends as much as I can. It's getting harder to watch them. In full, but for the most part, do watch them, either accelerated or the mini versions at times. But if you add up all that, I'm um, looking at some news, this, that, and the other. It could vary week to week, but I'd say a fair bit of time. Yeah, a fair bit of time. Because otherwise, we wouldn't be able to sit here and talk for two hours. No. You're talking out the ass, but... Um, you might put it that way. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm. Can't talk. Marcus Reid, how would you rate Manly's pack? And what three things do they need to be do to be good? Uh, they're big. They're big. They're big. They've got a style, right? They've got a style. Yeah, I bet so. I think it lacks. The style is big, powerful. I think to be better, they need to be more leg speed. Mm, better defensively. Like that, I think that's, they need to be faster. The games, that their pack is built for yeah. the pre-six again. The wrestler era. Yeah. Breaking so, down the ruck. When Tom Malolo would have been considered probably the best middle, yeah. whereas you look at him now. Yeah. And go, okay, he's still a very good middle, but Even his game doesn't like translate. The Lodge, like you saw Lodge on the weekend, like he just played at a different speed to the New South Wales Cup game. Oh, he stood out cup, 100%. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see how he looks at an NRL level and then compared to some of the middles that are playing first grade at the moment. Because I was going to say, no offense to him, at the Roosters, I thought, he's trying to pass too much, just run. Like, he's got that skill to his game, yeah. but he's he just needs... He's one of those ones a bit like a pun guy where I look at him sometimes and go, carry first needs to be a priority. Yeah. You're big, you're wide. Look at him. He's just thick. He's thick. Good leg speed, but you're like, brother, just fucking hit the line first and let your pass come off the way you run first. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that have been frustrating like that over their career. Fleet Mateo, number one. That one year he decided to run first, then pass come second, the Warriors made a grand final. Yeah. And he never saw it again. Cartwright spent eight years doing it where everything was about the pass and the skill and then this year looking at him going man the physicality in his game first has established so much damage and done yeah. so much good for him that the skill comes in secondary and it's just adding that extra bit to it where you're like man you're a good football yeah. but it's taken a decade for the penny to drop it's changed completely changed completely changed it's more like I said it is the physical side now the skill is just the sprinkle on top yeah. and by the looks of it that's everything so is that all the questions? There you go. 50 plus of the best. Was that from... the discussion group as well, was it? That was the discussion group, the Facebook page and the Twitter page. Yeah, right. And I didn't post it up too early because I thought this could turn into 100. I gave it a couple of hours and it's probably just over 50. Yeah. So, there you go, mate. 
let's knock out the preview of the round to get us home. And this one, obviously, odds brought to you by bluebet.com.au. If you're going to bet around, do it with the true blue bookie at Bluebet. Charity account still sitting at 1060. Uh, hopefully, be adding to that this week. But the first game of this week is Spoon Bowl. Tigers Dragons. Oh, dear. Uh, and from all reports, I think I heard somewhere that Sewell was out for the rest of the season as well. So I was sort of sitting there the week going, sure, they win this one. But yeah, he looks like he's done. Um, Sloan, Little, a back, Ben Hunt. See how he comes back after Origin Duty and all the new, news. Uh, noise, sorry. Jack Bird is back after a couple of hitouts in cup off the back of a knee injury. And Murdoch Masilla is back as well. Oh, sorry, no, he's out. Who they got? Dan Russell. He's gone from Dave Villain to start in the back row for the Dragons. Wow. So, how things change very, very quickly. On the Tigers side, Nofalim is back on the wing. Dane Laurie is back in the sixth jersey. Will Smith goes to the reserves. Talented Silva gets another opportunity on the bench. Jake Simpkin is out. Luke Brooks is at least another week away, but he's close, they reckon, to finishing uh, up for the last few games. So, looking at this head-to-head, I would have thought... The Dragons, it's that win, and I said they win at win, but they've lost it the last few times. Um, I still, their halves are still a lot better than the Tigers' halves. Laurie and Wakeham and the halves doesn't, for me. doesn't do it for me. The forward pack, on the other hand, Molo, Laurie, Burns, Russell, DeBellin, compared to Utoy, Clem, Papa, Bateman, and Arpy being back. Uh, and then the bench, what, Bolle, Safar, 12 versus Bird, Couch, Mamolo. I think they've got them covered in the back, the pack, but when that's your halves, uh, I'll go the Dragons. And if there's no desperation this week, even from a guy especially like Ben Hunt, regardless of the situation, you don't want a wooden spoon. Nope. You win this, you basically guarantee you send it the other way. Because not only do they need to win two games to get square with you, they need to get ahead of you. Because yeah. I think four and against, they're going to be a lot worse off. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Tigers got the job done here. But hopefully it turns out being a good game because no one should want the spoon. But Correct. we'll see. And the odds of bluebet.com.au, the Dragons are $1.65 favourite. The Tigers, two twenty five at the moment, minus 3.5 is the line in that one. Friday early game, it is a good one. Rematch, Warriors, Raiders, they gave them a touch-up a few weeks ago in Canberra. But this one in New Zealand, this time around, Murata, mentioned his name before, returns from suspension. Bunty Afo is back after concussion. Mitch Barnett and Tom Arley move to the bench. Josh Curran and Bailey Sheeran and mate way. So talking about what we said before, like Chuck a Jazz back in and see how you build this. Like, they've built really good squad depth with the way they've played this year. So, starting front row, Arfola and Blake, the back row, Nia Corey, Ford, Harris, the lock, and then his bench now is Walker, Barnett, Ale, and Lussick. It's a really good, yeah, well. really good sort of pack you got going there. And for Canberra, good boost, the triple boost. They get Josh Papali'i back after a stint out with a hamstring injury. Big Reds back from Origin, and Sami Solo played cup on the weekend back after concussion. Uh, Mariotta goes back to the bench and Matt Frawley goes to 18th man. Uh, in New Zealand, I'll go with the Warriors, but yeah. this, this should be a good game. Oh, yeah. But last time, they did similar to what they did to the Sharks. It was a contest for 15-20. I thought they overcame a rough sin bin and a couple of penalties. I thought were bullshit and then they just blew them off the park. But different story in New Zealand. So yeah. big test for Canberra. No doubt about that. And we're both on with the Warriors and the odds reflect that. Bluebet.com.au. Dollar forty-one for the Warriors, minus seven and a half the line. The rate is two dollars ninety. Um, big game in terms of top eight and security. Raiders 
already on 11, Warriors on 10, chance to further their top four aspirations. Game of the round, in my opinion, is the 8 o'clock game. It is South versus the Broncos, and with Walsh, they were able to get a game knocked off by claiming that Origin would have counted. So he's back this week. He wasn't supposed to be, so big in for them. But on the flip side, Latrell Mitchell, who's had a long stint out, he's back. Campbell Graham is back. Isaiah Tass is back as well. And then all their Origin players. Jai Arrow's back from his ankle injury. Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Colin Matungi, Cam Murray. And, uh, yeah, hell of a lot of players there. But Taff, Saliva Harvili, Tom Burgess all move back to the bench alongside Jacob Host, who was also part of that 17 for a while from suspension. So that's a hell of a lot of ins for the run home. But big statement, I guess, heading into a big game with the Broncos, who get Walsh back. Payne Haas is back as well. Tristan Saylor goes back to the reserves. Jensen goes back to the bench. And what we got here, Pat Curran's back after being arrested. And Reynolds had a bit of a wrist concern, apparently. He's getting a scan, but he's been named for now. Um, despite all that, and then get Walsh back, I think Seattle will look to send a message. It's been a rough few weeks. Yeah, Everyone's so back on deck. I'm not saying like it's a, it's a blow or anything, but I think it'll be a, a, a solid win to South, or at least a win to sort of say that. Like, and yeah. That period was tough, but we're here, and we're going to run home. Um but yeah, that'll be a good battle. But who they got in the front row then? Palacio with Haas, Catewell, Pierre Kura in the back row. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, definitely on the South train. You're on South as well. Yeah. Dollar sixty five favorite with bluebet.com.au, two twenty five for the Broncos minus three and a half. Is the line there? Um, should be like said, cracker of a game. Early Saturday, three p.m. at Seabass. Should be a points fest. Really, Titans. Up against the Roosters, AJ Brimson is back into the mix here. Tino, though, will miss the next three games after taking that early guilty plea. So Liu pushes the prop. Aaron Clark goes into lock. Jaden Campbell reverts to that impact roll back off the bench. Joe Stimson returns after missing with concussion for the Roosters. James Tedesco returns. Manu goes back to the centers. Suali'i goes to the wing. Palga is the man to make way. Turpin starts at hooker again. Smith is going to be coming off the bench again. It's Royal May is the new man on the bench. Nafahu White suffered an injury, which will go close to ending his season. I think they said it's going to be three to four weeks, maybe longer. Grade two MCL or something like that. So Again, something like that. There's no point pushing. If you only got one or two games left after that, I think you'd ice him up unless you think Cup's going to win and you can get more value out of that. But I don't know which side he was assigned to. But uh, I don't think this is a cakewalk, but I think Tino was a huge out. To take him out of your rotation, um, like Clark in there. Liu's been doing such a good job in that distributor role now to be more simplified for him. Cleese starting in the back row. Randall Stimson, Alec on the bench. But I just got no confidence in the Roosters. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to tip the Chalks, but I have zero confidence. Yeah, I'll tip the Titans. But that Tino one might be is probably the big one for me, but... Yeah, I'd like to think at some point the Roosters will finally respond with the amount of dirt they've get thrown on them, but I, yeah, I find this one hard. But funnily enough, with Blue Bet, they're the favourite. Dollar sixty-five, the Chooks, two twenty-five, the Titans minus three and a half is the line there. So they clearly think that Tino out is significant. Newcastle up against the Storm, Matt Jones certainly don't think this will be a walk in the park. Uh, Dan Gagar returns after the foot injury sideline him since round seventeen. 
Tawala, the only change for the same team that won against the Tigers and for Melbourne. Marion Sebo is back from Queensland Cup. He's listed amongst the reserves from that jaw injury, but he's stuck solid with the same 17. Alec McDonald retains his spot on the bench. Garlic is 18th man. Looking at Melbourne. Can't see any late changes there, but I don't know. There's been some interesting games between these two in the past. They've touched them up a few times in more recent times, but they've also been nuisance value a few times up at McDonald Jones Stadium. Yeah, I think the Storm will win. Yeah, I'd like to think so, but I don't see this as a blowout game. They haven't really proved that too much this year. Mm. That sort of one game was the Sharks game of all games, which sort of surprised me. Yeah. But we'll see how it's reflecting the odds with both of them. The Storm, Dole 35 favourite. With bluebet.com.au, 3.20 of the Sharks, minus 8.5 is the line. And then a belter to finish off Saturday is obviously the Cowboys at home to Eels. Huge implications for the finals here. Two teams on 10. Uh, that blow for the Eels comes with a four-game suspension for RCG. Ogden, Ophiki Ogden, will start at prop. Mike Acevo has been named pending his appearance at the judiciary. to down trying to get the grading down, I highly doubt that. So it's likely that Wonga Blake or Hayes Dunst will come in to that spot. On the flip, same 17 up there. Uh, Ruben Cotter will be named back in his starting yeah. position. Jake Granville goes to the bench. And Heel and Lukey is a chance to return the week after. So I'm tipping the Cowboys. I'm on the Cowboys as well. Um, at home especially. Hard place to go play. I think they'll win, mate. I agree, mate. And the odds for that one. They are $1.41 with Blue Bet. The Cowboys, $2.90 are the Eels. Minus 7.5 is the line there. I think the Blue Bet belt up is going to happen here. The Panthers fully formed and back home against the Bulldogs, 2 p.m. on a Sunday Arvo on the Riff. I think that's going to be ugly. Cleary's back. Crichton, Toto, Martin, Yo as well. Uh, And with the bench and the construction of the side now, they've retained Sony. As part of their bench, Lindsay Smith, Spencer Lenu, and Luke Garner. Cogger goes out to 18th. Eisenhuth, Salmon, Jenkins, Peachy. Uh, the only out of the score completely is Hosking. There you go. So I was wondering what their bench would look like. Uh, it's changed slightly week to week during that period. So there you go. On the flip mm-hmm. side, Flanagan, there you go. Takes over at halfback because of that injury. For Toby Sexton, Paul Alamotti comes into the centres for Braden Burns, who's also injured. Harrison Edwards is added to the bench. Leon Kikau is in the reserves as he nears a return from injury. Adokar is in the reserves as he recovers from that hamstring. Again, I don't see the point. Like an injury that's two to three weeks or a partial tear. Like It's just, what's yeah. the point with the way their season is? Penrith win. Penrith win heavy. Possibly. Well, the odds reflect it. A dollar oh one with Blue Bet. Dollar oh one. Dollar oh one. Wow. $15 of the dogs. $28.5 is the line. That should be 100 to 1. At Blue Bet Stadium. Yeah, and I think we both... I think it's going to be brutal, but that's brutal from a book. You just feel it. Like you get nothing. Oof. Nothing on the Panthers. I'd love to knock the try score odds, huh? Because there'll be plenty of people trying to get money out of that. But last one to finish the round off. Critical game for the Sharks at the prison. 4.05 on a Sunday, as we said. Teague Wilton out. Jesse Colhoun will get a start in the back row. Dale Finucan back from suspension. Cam McKinnis back to the bench. Connor Tracy gets a crack in that center position. And Braden Trindle as well. That whole left side. Sifatalakai is not dropped, but he goes to the bench. Matt Moylan, though, out of the side. And it says Wayne Graham rested. But I'd heard similar that he was injured. So, uh, 
yeah, whole new sort of left edge up against that right edge, as you said. So that's what DCE, Olakawatu, Cooler. Yeah, and Saab. So size and speed up against the new constructed yeah. sort of setup. Tracy showed he was well and truly up to the task of playing centre and wing the years prior under Morris yeah. before him being moved out. But now we've trindled him. Maybe I'd probably be more worried about Calhoun. I haven't seen enough of him in cut, but I always think it's harder for a kid who's only played a handful of first grade games to be the one riding shotgun with a brand new edge or a half in particular, rather than coming into an established setup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a hell of a test head on head there. What What do you think? You think Sharks at the Priz respond? What do you think Manly can cause no, an upset? I think, I think Manly in an upset. And that's got nothing to do with my association. Yeah, I just... Yeah, wow. And you were right. Matt Lodge will come off the bench in his first game, so he's debuting for Manly. Okay. Uh, last week, it says, he ran for 200 metres in 23 runs in cup, and Kepi also joins the bench. Toff Sipley, Ethan Bullimore, Make Way, and Benchelwurch, Carl Lawton are still a few rounds off. So Maddo's still on the bench with Woods, Kepi, and Lodge, and the starting side is pretty much the same. There you go. I'm, That's a good bench. I'm a little bit worried. I'm still going to go to the Sharks because I just think, again, if they can't respond this week... We'll be a Mudgy Soldiers Club. It's well and truly game over. But I look at that Manly thing, and in particular, I think I'll be having some money on Olakowato or someone. Yeah. That's just, yeah, on that new construction. But You can do that, mate. There you go. What have we got? That's the only one we tip differently in this round. Last round, you got six, I got seven. So you're 91, I'm 88. I was five away. I'm back within three now. There you go. So hopefully pick up the slack on the run home. Mm. There you go. Some other odds with blue bet as we get out of the origin period. Now that futures market is probably the important one. Panthers, solid favourite, 280. Brisbane in the next line of betting, 5. Storm, 650 in front of South surprised me at 7. I thought South would probably be second or third. Just my opinion. But yeah. uh, Cowboys, 13. They've shortened right in. Warriors are now 13. They've shortened right in. I think it was Fletcher or something the other week. Who was going on about the panel that he got the Cowboys when they were like thirteen dollars for the top eight and fifty something dollars for the premiership? He had a big cheesy smile on his face talking about the bets he was put, put on. That's like you're a deviant. That's funny. The grand final story is one of the best all time stories. But to make the top eight, that's probably the one that's of interest to a lot of people with what's happened. They've still got the Sharks at a dollar twenty, Parramatta are now at a dollar seventy, and they've got North Queensland. At a dollar forty, so that's sort of the group they're obviously looking at, thinking that someone's on the outer. But Parramatta, according to Blue Bet, will be this team that they think will be more on the outer. Are uh, the Warriors shortening massively for the top four? I got them at four fifty, maybe a month ago. They're now a dollar fifty. So right. with the draw and the run home, Penrith dollar one for top four. Brisbane dollar eight. Melbourne a dollar sixty. South two forty. Canberra two sixty. I think they're a sneaky chance with their draw. It's one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I think the, the Warriors look like value a few weeks ago. Hopefully, that is the case. Um, and yeah, there you go. A few futures markets on the back end of that. And looking at what have they got? They got Q Cup. I was trying to find the old New South Wales Cup odds after what I said to see what uh, the Warriors are now because the Warriors were the one I looked at the other week. They were okay odds. They're $6, the Warriors. To win it. The Jets are three fifty. Favourites. Four dollars yeah, for the dogs, four fifty for the Bears. Penrith are elevens. You think Penrith will go up and they get a few players back now or is it 
Like this period certainly hurt. What price of Penrith? Eleven. Bit of a blowout considering. Newtown Dogs, Bears, and Warriors. I think are almost in. The issue for Penrith is going to be making the five. That's what I was going to say. That Origin period sort of hurts. You sacrifice players, obviously. Because South, us, Dragons, Canberra, Penrith are all all trying to get in. Within, yeah, three points of each other. Mm. Trying to get that last spot. And starting this week, Raiders well. play Warriors this week. So if Raiders win, that'll murky the waters even more. NRLW. We play the, we play the Jets. So there's a lot of teams playing each other. Well, you beat, like you said, one of the teams you needed to beat. Yeah. And you need to win again. Probably just keep winning. Simple. Uh, We've got six games left. I reckon if we win four, we might get in. If yeah. we win five, we'll be a massive yeah. chance. Mm. Well, NRW also starts this week. Yeah, right. So the expanded version of the comp. Uh, we obviously know the new teams, the Sharks, uh, the Raiders, the Tigers, and the Cowboys. And I... Haven't looked as much. I know that the Sharks obviously had a good base and they got Tonegato and a few guns. So out of the new teams, they're the furthest up the ladder. But no surprise, the team that's got Kelly, Sergius, Poach, Millie Boyle and stacked again is the Roosters. Yeah. They're the heavy favourites at 3.25. The Broncos are at fives. Newcastle, who won it last year, lost a few players there at sixes. But Cronulla, uh, the most favoured of that new group, sevens. Our man Borth at the Raiders, they've got them at $15 pop. Um, what are they? They've got them at sixth in the odds. Seventh, sorry. So, younger team, seven debutants. Brought over an English girl. Okay. Bit of a different start there. Um, haven't looked at those squads as heavy, but the, the expanded format starting to be early will be a good test, to, again, about the progression of that competition. Great. We've talked about it, like bringing it on slower and not doing what the AFLW did, but they just bombed it and sort of took the quality out of it. And some games were just absolutely horrendous because of that dilution. Yeah, You'd think here, in particular, these teams that have been doing well for a while um, in their area. So I know that Queensland Cup version has been very, very strong. And the Cowboys got a good recruitment base out of that, which is good for them. And also signed a couple of players from down here. You've got the Sharks, who are one of the initial founders of sort of the women's side of things. So they've got a lot of girls who are locals that have gone straight back there. So they're pretty strong. Canberra's obviously dug into the well of the countryside there and then got a couple of good players on top of that. Um, and then the Tigers have been done, doing well in that New South Wales, Harvey Norman's women's thing for a long time. Yeah. So they've ended up getting Kezi Apps, Bo, uh, Bo Vetti Welsh, a couple that were established as well. So hopefully uh, it's pretty even across the board. That would obviously be the goal. But looking at it right now, they've got the Tigers... As the biggest outsider at $17. And the Dragons, who are sort of up there for a few years, they've got them also equal on $17. So that's a big flip for them. Mm. But yeah, the Roosters, no surprise with the way they spend their money. They're the favourite. What about both those Raiders? It's 15s, mate. Seventh favourite. There you go. That's who I'll be cheering for. Are they any of those pre-games or what? Yeah. They'll be broadcast too. I'm looking at it here. So what's that? Saturday at Cebus, the Gold Coast girls play the Cowboys. Yeah. That'll be before the Roosters Titans. Mac Jones, Knights girls, 310 before yeah. the Storm game against the Dragons. You see Tamika Upton, a few run around. Broncos, Sunshine Coast Stadium. Yeah, they play South up there. Up against the Chooks. That so Friday night. That's a heavyweight game straight away. That's Saturday. Okay. 
So that, that must be a standalone. Well, there's th- three Saturday games, is it? Yeah, so three Saturday games. Uh, and then Sunday, they've got Eels at Combank against the Tigers. Okay, so that's a standalone. And the last game is at Points Bet, so that's the lead in the main game. They've got the Raiders and the Sharkies, two new clubs. That'll be a good game. Will be a good game. That's uh, that's probably the one I'll look forward the most to if I'm going to squeezy. I don't know. Are they all on Fox or what? They got the right story. Every that, game, every game will be on Fox for sure. Mm. So look at that. Like the Sharks, like I said, a lot of the local and girls. Channel Nine will get one or two, I suppose. Tiana Penatani, Tonegada, like a lot of girls are from the Shire of Rookhampton. They're all sort of in there. And then you look at Canberra, just sort of a smattering, but. You know, both of had that relationship with a few of the girls that he coached before. Yeah, he's so he's got Samima <laughs> as a good leader yeah. to sort of start off that group. Zahara Tamara has played a lot of footy. Um, he's got a couple other names there, but seven debutants. Yeah. So they've gone heavy on youth, looking to obviously build something for the long term yeah. rather than the short term in this expanded format where it's going to be probably harder. Like when you had four and there was sort of that top end and people could probably find better quality, but with this dilution, they're probably playing the long game, which is smart, really. Yeah. Tap into that country area. They've got... The, the English girl that I was talking about, Holly May Dodd, um, who's come over to test herself. If a few of those hit and you have a pretty good year, there's no reason why most of them wouldn't stay. Yeah. So, interesting to see, like I said, more just the expansion, the quality, and if it works out well and they put another year or two in with that plan they've got for expansion. Yeah. Um, hopefully it is more successful than uh, the AFLW, which is obviously the goal. We're always trying to beat other sports. Not really. Just that. Just look after your own. Mm. But there you go. Huge shout. Yep. Massive. Let's wrap it up. Big thanks to bluebet.com.au. If you can have a bet with anyone, do it with the True Blue Bookie. Let's try and get things back on track this weekend with another win for, you know, the charity account. But remember, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. I shan't be taking any of that advice when we go to Mudgee. I'll be punting. Yeah, I've been betting at all. On the footy. I've been doing well on the footy. Can't Our punters club have been doing really well this year. Can't bet on the footy. It's probably a good thing, trust me. At times you look at something, especially like the way we look at things with halves and that, and I'm like, oh, that's happening. No, no, no it's good. I just, I haven't been betting on the horses either. Mm. No US sport at the moment. I've been betting a little bit on the F1. That's really, if I have a little crack, usually it's on the F1. Otherwise, See, I can't bet on cars and all that because it just takes one moment of a crash and you're like, oh, there, yeah. there it goes. Okay. I usually have I'm looking forward to the NFL coming back there. But yeah, NFL. Quarterback, man. How good's that? I'm enjoying that. Uh, I watched the first two episodes. I was like... A bit man. too much off the field for you? No. You know who that. surprised me more out of the three? Kirk Cousins, man. What about him? Like, dude's just into it. Yeah. How far in have you got? Two episodes. Oh, no. I won't ruin it for you. Yeah, don't ruin like, it. Like, just... Yeah. That guy's committed. Good. I saw... Yeah, some stuff. I was like, dear lord, like... Pat Mahomes is a freak. Don't, I'm not saying he doesn't work. I've seen some stuff like of his workout stuff. His an interesting human. Yeah. She's crazy. They're both fairly interesting. Yeah. But and two are fucking loose as. And then Mariotta, like Mariotta, we all know how that ended, but they're good They're good humans. Well, it ended because he's bad at football. He went, you know, like the charity stuff and all this. I'm like, you're a good human being. You're just a bit, for that position yeah. though, I don't know. Leader in a different type of way, well-liked, but probably for what it is over there. I didn't want him at the Falcons. The other thing, I think I'm a bit further than you, Mark. They had the play calls and the study and the install. I'm listening to what they're reading, what they're doing. I'm like, fucking hell. 
Yeah. That is a lot to take on board. Yep. And then week to week, they change everything. You've got their packages or the wording. And I was yep. like, Jesus. Yeah, it's heavy, man. Tell you, I think I appreciate you. only really said on NFL films. When you watch them live now, people are like, ah, oh, they're not allowed to hit the quarterback. Man, they still get hit. Yeah. The mic on some of them and just watching them get jacked. That's why I was laughing at poor old Kirk because he doesn't swear because he's a Christian. It's like, oh, geez, and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> Shoot. I'm like, just say it, mate. Say shit. Fuck, whatever you're going to do. Get out of the system, Kirk. Listen to this show. He's getting pummeled by four people and getting torn in different directions like he's Stretch Armstrong, 1995, Circa the Toy. Have you finished it or what are you... Nah, I think I've done five. Yeah, okay. Um, but, yeah, like just... There's little insights and there's some bits that are just wasted, but yeah. Some of the new... So Peyton Manning produced it. Yeah, it's quarterback. His, it's it's his, his production company. Yeah. Oh, Mahal. Yeah. Him and bloody... Uh, what's his brother? Eli. They're in everything. Yeah. They've got that. They did the QB Academy. They did a next up sort of thing leading into the draft. Like, Good on them. I don't know if it's just, it's not all obviously with ESPN, but that side of things in particular, they're obviously tapping into both being very good quarterbacks yeah. and having a bit of cashola to be able to invest in production or things like that. But oh yeah, I've actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah. All those sort of things that we've had recently, the tennis one was okay. I did like the golf one, but this stick tennis up your ass. This one's good. I fucking hate tennis. <laughs> Fucking I hate it more I hate it more after the weekend but I won't go into that why I had a good rough bet that Ons Jabur I like she'll win Wimbledon so I backed her at $19 she made the final and she choked again two years in a row unlucky she was up 2 zip, then she got ahead right and got back to 4-2 and then she did it in both sets and she lost both sets so I was like 19 bucks come on Ons what are you doing to me mate you've absolutely get for gambling my shit sport oh we do laugh at work about it because I one person who really, really likes it and he says that. He's like, on that side of things, it's a lottery, but you can pick pick a good one, you'll get a pay. On the other side, it's basically no vac and no one. But I'm glad to see he got beat by Alcaraz. That was great. I liked Xander Shoffley in the, in the British Opens this week. The golf. Yeah. Have you got anything for a last up for anyone? Have you been watching anything else besides quarterback? No. We brought up that Hard Knocks is the Jets. I think they'll be trying to up the ante on that now. First episode is 6th of August, so it's yeah, that, three weeks away. They need to up the ante because there's been good stuff the last few years. Yeah. They need to get better at that. It's been a bit meh. Uh, no, I'm not watching anything else. No. You finished Better Call Soul? No. Halfway through it, I think. Three seasons in. Oppenheimer's out Thursday? Yeah. I definitely want to see that. I'll be going to the movies, yeah, a couple of times in the next few weeks. Oh, yes. I need, yes. to I need to go as well. Hell yes. Hell yes. But Mudge on the weekend. For everybody else out there, hope you have a great weekend. Thank you, bluebet.com.au. Thank you, Penrith Soul Centre. And thank you, Penrith Sinclair, Hyundai, Toby and the team there. Go get yourself a Tucson or a Santa Fe or a Velociraptor on the mm. corner of York Road and Bat Street. Toby and the team, there's no one better to get you moving. And now let's get moving. Betty boys, thanks for the questions. We'll do them another couple of times on the run in but for now enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league bring it on give us more give us more where you going what's going on here is that it is that it